93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, uh, Marissa brought something up. We were having a phone call last night that was about um, online shopping. And Marissa, you had, you've, you feel that you've been kind of, you've been scammed a few times or what's the story? Oh, I don't feel it. I've been flat out scammed twice. Okay. I'm not an online shopper. I love going to stores and like picking up an item, feeling it, see if I decide to like it, especially when it comes to clothes shopping. Stroking it. Yeah. You know, rubbing it on the (laughs) face. Um, no, so, um, I totally <laughs> fell into an Instagram ad and I got this company. I guess I can say it, right? Because, yeah, because yeah, they're in China. Yeah. <laughs> this company was called Fresh Bias and they had the coolest looking concert t-shirts. Bias, B-I-A-S or by us? B-I-A-S. Okay. okay. So this Fresh actually, bias. Marissa, to, the, to your point, Kathy was mentioning something that pertains to this in the news this morning about the, the level of scam that yeah. has gone up in, in uh, you know, in, in the, in the post-COVID or, or yeah. hopefully towards the end the of COVID o- scenario. The overall report, the the number one that's getting scammed is online shopping. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I um, clicked on this company link. I even sent it to some friends. I was like, really cool T-shirts. If anybody wants some, I'm going to put in an order. <laughs> and it followed me around for weeks and weeks and weeks. And then I went on the site and I scrolled down and I was like, all right, I need everything on this site. And so I ordered this awesome Nirvana shirt and this Sublime shirt and this yeah. really cool Dancing Bears Grateful Dead shirt. And I was like, I'm going to put Preston's t-shirt game ah. to shame. <laughs> I'm so excited for these t-shirts. And then they like weren't coming. And then it was a couple weeks and a couple more weeks. And the first one package arrived and it was a dress and it was trash. And I was like, all right, that was just the dress. I'm sure the T-shirts are going to be awesome. And then the T-shirts come, and they are terrible. In fact, I brought one in. So the okay. real quick, while she's pulling that out, let me, I just want to explain what this is. So a lot of times, and, and I don't know for sure that this is a, com- a company in China, but a lot of times it is. And what they do is, so the, the pictures that they'll use will be from an actual retailer that sells those shirts. Right. And what they'll do is they'll try they'll try to do a knockoff of it, but, it, but what you're looking at is yeah. not their product. Okay. I want to see if Marissa's coming into the studio. Mm, with I see this thing. What the hell is that? It's a, it's a Dancing Bears uh, kind of tank top. It, but it's the not. material is like... Um, it's when, really thin. It's like that material when there's like a printed uh, a photo on the outside. Like there's always... Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking like about. Like you get the, the cheapy Like image. you get on like the boardwalk. Exactly. Well, here, here, like the, let, let me comment on like this. That. Like the Phillies, like Big Chase Utley, all like an entire tops card is the shirt. It's, it's not... You, you got something. I was thinking you weren't getting anything at all. Yeah. Well, and a lot so, of times what happens when I see these things... And I think, Preston, you do exactly what I do. I look for the, the company, and I find it on another site. I usually go to Amazon. So that's sort of a, a level of protection. Yeah. And if it's not there, I won't get it. My li- yeah, my light-up shoes that I got, I yeah. saw them on Instagram because Instagram knows me so well. Yes, it does. And then I went to Amazon, and I bought them Wait. on Amazon. Hang on. I'm looking at the picture here. Marissa looks exactly the same. No, it does not. Look, let me see. Let, hold Marissa, it let me see. Can I see? Look, the inside of the you. shirt on the website is actually dyed and colored, and it's cotton. And the one you're holding Wait. is but see, Preston, you don't, you don't understand that. Like, like to, to me, the, I, I understand what she's saying. Like, for you, that's probably not a big deal. But, like, this picture that they're using is not their picture. This is You're not getting that product. I, I would say that that was it. It looks no. exactly. It, it's no, not it's their not. look. It's, it's not. 
not at all. Because it's like Marissa three extra said, bears. the inside of the <laughs> yeah. shirt no, in no, the no, picture no. is is fully dyed. The no. one on the website is cotton, and it looks like yeah. something you'd buy at like Free People. And the one in your hand looks like. But that's the okay. thing when you're look at the bottom of that shirt. That is not even this close to the same no, shirt. It's not exactly. You're right. So obviously, if you're very, if you're yes. very. It says poly- cotton polyester right here yep. on the tag. But my point is, is that picture is not a cotton polyester blend. All right, so here's the here's the rest of the story. All right. Uh, it, the stuff I got is trash. It's it's junk. I'm just going <laughs> to flat out say it. Right. I mean, it was $16. So that's okay. the thing. So it was like $16, but I bought like eight of these. I bought a really cool Johnny Cash one. All right. I had gone on the site, and it said easy returns. If you don't like it, return right. it within 15 days. Every email I've sent to the company I get bounce backs. Server demon does not exist. Oh, man. Like, it flat out does not exist as a company. I can't find it anywhere. I can't find any reviews of the company. Oh, no, I found reviews right away. Wait, where did you find saying reviews? it's a scam. Fresh bias is a scam. That, that's what these reviews are saying. See, I have a problem with when I read reviews, I only find the ones that I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I see a couple issues here. Okay, well, so, well, 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 let say, me just well, tell her, most times when you order from China, you can't return it. Even if it says you can, re- that's why you have right. to look up the company because, and, and also on Amazon as well. Because right. you can get things um, from overseas on Amazon and just and just know you, you're not going to be able to return well, them. Here's, if right. you do, the shipping is going to be more than you probably paid for the right. product. Here's right. the deal with Amazon. You'll, you'll see if you buy through Amazon, you'll see buying options. Options. And a lot of times those buying, those are other people. You. And and so yeah. we, there are some that are certified vetted through Amazon. I very rarely do I see something that's not that they can't guarantee. But I but I if I if I don't see enough to vet this and have an identifiable company, uh, I don't buy from it. So so I always see does it exist on multiple sites? And I and, and I will not buy it through the Instagram thing. I will not buy it. Through that little window that pops up, as what you do, Preston. If I can find it on another company, if I can find it through Amazon, something that's yeah. vetted, then I purchase it. I'll if do I a little can't... screenshot of yeah. it and then look it up later on. Well, that, and that's the thing too. Like Instagram has. That's a how t- I got my tactical shovel. Has a ton of these companies, like these clothing companies, that are just um, you know trying to knock off some stylish clothes, and you just have to know you're good. It might be good. It. Mm, probably, and that's what I always go into. When I order something, I'm like, okay, I'm taking a shot here. It might be crappy, yeah. And then, but I'm not like you. I don't return it. I'll just I'll get some use out of it, and then yeah. I'll get rid of it. But if you and and that's a good thing that you like you said you look on Amazon to see if you can get it there because if you if you Google it and you, you search for that product, if you see that same exact picture on other sites, it, that's not the product. I you're will also get. I will also look for if you do uh, if you look for the actual company and make and vet the company yeah, yeah, it's yeah. listed there yeah. and and honestly it behooves you to see what other people are saying like you just did to see what the if you see a whole bunch of complaints or just a couple of complaints don't don't buy it all right i learned like my lesson all right. <laughs> but uh, i do see i do the same thing if i refuse to buy things on a website if it exists on amazon or something like that but these shirts were so cool <laughs> and, the other, and the other that's how they get you they know that you're a trendy little Rocker chair. Right. Uh, Marissa, I we, these things let's as, do a podcast later. The okay. photos of these products are like when you go look at real estate. So yeah. you've been looking at a home, you see these fabulous pictures online, or maybe yeah. a, or maybe an Airbnb or something like that. And then you get there and you see that they've artfully taken these photos and used filters and things. They made it look as good as it possibly can look. 
But it's that, not going to be quite that simple. Let, that's me why, say, that's why let me just say one thing. That, that's not the case with this, okay? It, no, what it would be like, let me tell you, somebody used a picture of my house to sell new construction. They were not building my house. It wasn't even the same builder. Do you know what I'm saying? That's fraud. That's a fraud. The actual, that's fraud. As opposed to the actual house that they were building or a rendering of it. Instead, they used a picture of my house. That's not what they got. It's the same thing here. They're using someone else's picture. Let me go to Rob. Hey, Rob, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good. What's up, Rob? <laughs> I bought sunglasses on uh, Instagram, and they were forty bucks, ten dollars for shipping. Um, when I finally got them, and I ordered men's aviator sunglasses, I got women's plastic frame sunglasses in their place. Huh. Um, black and forth with emails. Uh, they came from Malaysia, apparently. And um, it, it, long story short, they told me they recommend me trying to sell them to get my money back. Versus, uh, oh, that's uh, ridiculous. Uh, hey, why don't you sell them to some other sucker? Yeah, yeah pretty that's, much. So, and I, that's that's what some of these companies do. They they it's such a pain in the ass for you to follow up on that that you eventually the overwhelming majority will will give up on it. Yeah. That's yeah. why that's Thanks why not. that coverage, that protection, the, the PayPal protection and other stuff like that. I ordered something, a composter. It seems to be the topic today for me. But I uh, uh, and uh, through Amazon, the company was delayed in, in sending it. And I, I sent immediately. I, I'm it's taking too long. OK, immediate refund. Okay. Having that extra level of protection that that helps. I'm going to go to Eric. Eric, good morning. You guys. Rock. Oh. Thank you, Eric. What's up, bud? First, I'm going to preface this. Unless it's from the official people, I would never buy a T-shirt because the band or whoever or whatever movie is not getting their residuals. That's number one. Okay. Number two, okay, I don't know if I can mention the name of the company I did to your screener, so I won't, but there is an online shopping site, fairly popular, kind of newer. They were offering, and Steve, you'll know what I'm talking about. They were offering two Sixth scale Darth Vader action figure, posable action figures from Sideno. Right, and they, it was ridiculously cheap. It was like twenty five or thirty bucks for two of them. This is like a like a hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars. Yeah, they th- those things retail for like two hundred bucks a piece. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, oh great, I can get this. Blah blah blah. I'm not thinking anything of it. Not only were they not sixth scale. But I only got one. They were the three and three quarter inch action figures. It was an older Darth Vader figure, and it had a blue lightsaber. It's like Kathy, the Boba Fett that you ordered. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blue she got, she got, they, they, they were. It was ridiculous. They came with a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Boba, Boba Fett. Jeez. Oh my! You gotta be kidding me. But they, that, so, so it, it says up here it was Etsy, is what you were talking about, correct? Yeah, exactly. But isn't Etsy more for for it is. for? for, you know for for Crap. people that people Make that don't stuff. people who don't have a shop online, they right. can use Etsy to sell their mostly handmade items. So okay. I wouldn't be buying action figures and stuff Neither like that on Etsy. <laughs> also, you can use so, PayPal through Etsy, and if you get scammed, usually PayPal will back you. Thank you, Eric. Uh, well, you know what? For for like fifteen, twenty bucks, whatever it is, I was like, is it really worth my yeah, time? Yeah, right, 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 right. I just learned not to order. "Quote unquote bootleg crap on the internet." Don't order bootleg crap. Spend your money, uh, you know, elsewhere. You usually get what you pay for. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Casey had asked me the other day if we could do a swap shop some morning because he's got some stuff he wants. Well, it's like we did Nick's garage sale. Yeah. Does anybody want to trade me a a kayak for a six-person inflatable hot tub? (laughs) 
I think that's a good one. Ooh. Are you there? Is go. that hot? All right, so You're hot right, top fully works. Let's, let's put this together, yeah. inflatable, and hot see top. if we have stuff that we want to move. I, like, good, so like good stuff, so actual stuff, like really yeah. good stuff. Because I have some stuff that might be good that people might want. Yeah. I'm looking for something. Yeah. What are you looking for? I'm looking for a six person inflatable hot tub. <laughs> no, and the reason I bring it up is because it was on Etsy and you can't find it anymore. It's a Stephen King flow chart of all the books that he's written Ooh. and their intertwinings and, and the characters connect and how all the story. It's amazing, and I've seen two of them online. There's two of them. There's two of them. <laughs> and they've been gone since like 2013. I can't find them on eBay. Okay. I can't find them anywhere. You know what? And I'm oh. dying to get them. I'll tell All you right. what. Anyway. I have something too. Oh, yeah. I'm looking for it. a two-inch penis cage. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I know someone. If I can get that. <laughs> uh, it's because it's for a flask. It's for, yeah. Yes. For, for I, I just I don't want you it to mine. get any yeah. bigger. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not using mine anymore. Yeah, I'm not using mine anymore. Yeah. I'll yeah. trade you mine. Trade you hot but I actually was I was looking to trade my Vespa. My Vespa is an S one fifty. It's a hundred and fifty cc Vespa. And I was hoping to see if it was worth maybe two fifty cc like Ruckuses or Honda Metropolitan. Not two hundred and fifty, two. Two fifty cc. Yeah, fifty cc Ruckus. Something that goes boom. Okay. Yeah. Should we do a, sh- a swap shop sometimes? We'll yeah, do a swap shop. And maybe, yes. Okay, we'll have this to great. do that. Right. We also and have a lot of concert t-shirts. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, from, <laughs> yeah, from, from, from the yeah. yeah, Knock-off concert oh, the bands are ri- The band names are written in Mandarin. <laughs> uh, but if anybody knows of these objects, let us know. All right, uh, let me we'll go to... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go to Frank. Hi, Frank. You're on the air. Good morning. Howdy, bitches. Hey, what's up, bitch? <laughs> what's going on, Frank? Howdy, bitches. So, um... The Wish app on Facebook, I don't know if anybody's seen that, but everything on that is just trash. <laughs> the, and, wi- uh, the Wish app? Wish app? Yeah, it's on Facebook. Okay. I get, like, these ads all the time for, I think it's just called Wish. Okay. And all the stuff looks really amazing and for a really good price, but complete crap. So they were advertising this bow staff that was retractable. Basically, like, could fit into the palm of your hand. You yes. switch. Uh, and then you have a bow staff, and you're Donatello from the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Frank, I've and seen they, it, and and they, I, I got bombarded with these things. I guess because I, I buy these tactical things. Did you, when you bought it, did did you vet and jump over to Facebook? Uh, did you jump over to like Amazon and see if they had an equivalent? Uh, no, because I didn't hear you guys talk about. That. <laughs> okay, okay. Right. Yeah, when I saw, so basically, Preston, it, it, as he's describing it, and Frank is right, it looks like it's three inches. It's like a little cylinder, yeah, and, and it just expands into this full bow staff. Frank, are you one of like these weekend superhero people? No, I was trying to be. But <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Go so what? What did yeah. they send you, Frank? Yeah, what? What'd you get? So, well, first there was even a video of like a girl using this. So I was like, well, that's legit. They at least made this product. And, like, I have the hand-eye coordination of, like, a jar of mayonnaise. Mm. I don't know what the hell I thought I was going to do. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Repel intruders. The thing comes, um, it looks how it's supposed to be compact. So I hit the switch. And thank God, like, I wasn't standing in front of this thing. A piece of sheet metal shot out of this thing yeah. with, like, and, like, not connected, flew out. And oh, it was a projectile. Yeah, projectiled out. <laughs> then the other end was, like, maybe, like, a TV antenna. <laughs> it just kind of, like, slowly popped out, like, yeah, this is what you get. 
There you go. It's like the time machine that Napoleon ba- uh, Napoleon Dynamite gets. Right? <laughs> yeah. Orders online. It's just a piece of junk. Oh, oh, uh, oh, that sucks, Frank. And I guess you just kiss that money goodbye, right? Yeah, I don't get to be Gambit. Uh, yeah, sorry. I saw <laughs> this thing and I wanted it as well, but I had read uh, a, a few reviews and stuff on it. I was like, okay, this is totally not worth it. Yeah, I will scan the reviews real quick and see what the issue is. And, and listen, you're going to get a bad review on almost anything here yeah. and there. But if it's got comparable good reviews that go along with it, then I'll consider. See if there are similar products to it. And yeah. Kathy mentioned something that's actually, you know, uh, sage advice. If you have a PayPal account and you do like the the extra secured uh, PayPal, yeah. where you're, you're, it's basically the equivalent of having that Amazon one button shopping right. for everything that handles PayPal. It's really good. Uh, I'm going to go to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. You're on the air. Yeah. How you doing? Good. What's up, bud? Uh, I bought a... Uh, a pressure washer for a hundred bucks and PayPal really didn't back me up. They just kept saying your thing's going to run out. Your it's going to run out. So basically they finally sent me a pair of tube socks. <laughs> they sent you a pair of tube Wait, socks instead of a pressure washer. So, so why, where did PayPal fall down on this? They, they just kept telling me that I had to keep uh, replying to their comment and all this other stuff. They actually sent a thing to the, the uh, person that sold it to me from China, and no one ever responded, and then it ran out, and then right after it ran out, uh, I got a thing in the mail. My daughter, who's 13, was laughing because she opened it up, and it was a pair of tube socks. So the the way it should work is that you're you're protected. You're you should get in reimbursement. That's that's how I mean with you know uh, the the level that we're talking about the, the extra protection. But I guess. They didn't do that for you. You, you. I would keep pursuing it, Kevin. How much was it? What are we talking like? Thirty bucks? It was a hundred dollars. Oh, a hundred. Oh, you, that's right. You said a hundred yeah, bucks. That's All right, worth that's a little pursuing. bit more. Pursue it. Yeah. All right. Good luck to you, man. It ain't even worth it. <laughs> <laughs> well, minus the cost Ooh. of a pair of tube socks. Wait a minute. Hang on, Casey. This what? guy has. I think this is one of those things you saw the guy on Sunset Beat, uh, Sunset oh. Lake. Yes. I'm gonna go to Dustin. Hey, Dustin, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, Dustin. All right, so you've purchased something. It hasn't arrived yet. What is it? Yes, yeah, so it was from one of those deal websites. It's a jet board that you lay down on like a surfboard, but it has like a jet engine, like a jet ski. They're yeah. super cool. I just yeah. I just saw like a video of these things, and I want one. All right, how much did you spend on it? So the deal was for $95. Oh, yeah, and that's totally legit. <laughs> <laughs> what do they usually retail for there, Dustin? I looked it up later on a legit site, and they said they start at twenty five hundred. <laughs> wait, wait, what was the site you ordered from? What's that? What was the site you ordered from? WPS Wind. WPS <laughs> Wind. It was a Chinese company, so I never, I never received it. So I called them and I, I kind of threatened them. I said, you know, I want my money back. And then I got an email yesterday saying it's on its way. <laughs> Oh, my God. Maybe they just put it in the water and turned the engine on and pointed it towards the United States. I don't know why anybody would order anything from, from a site like this without doing one search. Do you want to know the first line that comes up when I search this? We can say that the site is a scam merely to cheat innocent public of the United States who are naive to the online shopping world. There you go.
And that's well, you, Dustin. We we learned about I'm this, sure Dustin, it. and you know, like the, for example, we were talking about the the packets of seeds that were sent out, yeah, so that they they can pump, pump <laughs> they can embellish their their shipping numbers and all that stuff. You're you're really running a risk, Steve. I just see yeah. some guy set this thing in the water and then put yanking the pull start on it. <laughs> <laughs> Off into the ocean. <laughs> or if it actually arrives, it's more like... Uh... All right, let me go to... All right, um, Walter is an online seller of rock merch. Okay. Uh, so he can speak... Uh, with he wants that. Marissa's t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Walter, you're on the air, man. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Hey, good morning. What's up? I was calling because I, I'm a seller of vintage, uh, authentic, like one of a kind pieces Ooh. from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Okay. And uh, what these online sellers do is they take the pictures from my website and then they say that they're selling the same one, but they're selling it for twelve ninety nine or there you, you know, go fourteen ninety nine, and then they have a picture of an actual old shirt. Yep. And then you know from my website, and then they take it. You know, something from the seventies, like an authentic Led Zeppelin shirt, and then they'll have it for fourteen ninety nine, and you can get it in any size from small to five XL uh, for twelve dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, they were making five XL back in the seventies, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. Walter, what's what's the name of your company? It's called the Captain's Vintage. The Captain's Vintage, and you have stuff that is actually from that era. Yeah, we uh, we call, we do specialize in vintage T shirts. Authentic one of a kind pieces from wow. the 60s. Th- those are, those are, are worth a lot, and and and. But to to Nick's point, and you'll agree with this, Walter. You get what you pay for. So it, if, if and the old adage, if it seems too good to be true, it is. <laughs> it's so it's so true, and people always contact us and say, you know, they always, oh, I saw it somewhere else for this cheap, and it's like, well, you didn't see a real thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're looking yeah. At, at a Peter Gabriel shirt, it's one hundred and eighty dollars. Uh, so these are. These have been well taken care of from the actual time uh, shirts. We're, we're lucky enough to actually buy things from a from an actual estate of a, someone from rock and roll, which I was lucky enough to do last Wait, year. Wait, here's a $7,000 Woodstock shirt. What? It's authentic from 1969. Yeah. Damn. So, Walter, when people steal your images, take them off your website, do you have any recourse? Uh, we can contact the platform if it's eBay or Etsy or something like that, but honestly eBay and Etsy don't care because they make money off the transactions. Right. No matter how many times we contact them about it, they do not care. So they will take my, me and other sellers too. It's not just me, right. but they'll take our photos and put them on Etsy and you'll see my photo on Etsy on a different, mm. on a different website or on a different thing. <laughs> Saying, you know, $12.99, any size you want. I'm sorry. I started laughing because we're going, scrolling down some of the things here. We're going to the Grateful Dead and we're going to iconic rock bands. And then there's a t shirt with Larry Fine's picture on it. Yeah. That's $130. Yeah. Well, we're a Philadelphia company. You got to have Larry Fine. Yeah. Larry Fine. <laughs> yeah, connection to the Stooges, rock and roll. Absolutely. And the Stooges were a band. All right. I like it. Wow. Interesting. Uh, well, thanks for thanks for covering this topic. Guys. Yeah, yeah, no problem, and and uh, thanks for 
hang, having these cool items. We appreciate it. All right, Walter, take yeah, care. Check it out. All right, definitely. Right. It sucks because it's theft. You know, it's it just plain and simple. Yeah. But it, like, there's very little that he can do. And sometimes you just exa- get exhausted by even trying to stop <laughs> somebody from stealing this type of thing. And if, it, if they're stealing it from some random website in China that's going to uh, show up and then disappear within a matter of weeks, there's literally nothing you can do. You know what happens, Nick? And, and it's I think a lot of people go, okay, here here is here is a uh, a gravy boat that is also a defibrillator. Yeah. It's eleven bucks. And a time okay, machine. I'll, I'll go for it. Yeah, yeah. And what the hell? And so for every person that does that, that's an Enough to keep them in business. Right. I I won't waste the money again. I got to make sure I buy my gravy boat defibrillators <laughs> domestically. My mom just did. Uh, you know, earlier in the summer, she got wanted one of those inflatable pools, like something just to put in the backyard for the kids to play in when they come to our house. And it's normally retails for like five hundred dollars. She's like, I got it for fifty bucks. I'm like, what was the site you ordered from? You know, and and sure enough, it came and it was like one of those plastic like pools that you get for like a an infant <laughs> so oh, like sitting. Right, yeah. I, I bought something one time and, and i knew it ahead of time i'm like this is there's no way this is going to be as good as it looks and you you may have seen pictures like this and I, I think i got it on amazon actually it's a it's a photograph that's been broken up into multiple frames so it was a oh, picture yeah. of neil peart's drum kit mm-hmm. and it was broken up into five separate um tall frames um, and you hang it up in in sections, and it just adds a nice vibe. Right, it's really big. You yeah. Know? So it's it, instead. But anyhow, I ordered it, and sure enough, all that came were essentially it was printed on canvas, and they were rolled up pieces, <sighs> and you, you had, had to, to frame them yourselves. And they weren't as big and as cool looking as it looks in the photograph. To scale, yeah, yeah. you know, size-wise, like comparing it to, like, the couches and things like that. Was there any review of anything, or was it It was just a I one? I didn't read them. Uh, it was Did in, they send you was, tube socks? It was $30. Okay. So anything framed, you know, <laughs> yeah. is, is going to be hundreds of dollars a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, and and I knew it going in. I'm but like, you figured, what the hell? Yeah. And I, I got them, and I didn't end up doing anything. Did you return them? them? No. <laughs> no. Made them into t-shirts working. and sold them on Etsy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. My wedding how? The the scam, the overwhelm COVID world that we live in now, the overwhelming amount of scams are coming from these very types of things where uh they're they're advertising one item and you get another one or you get a cheaper, much yep. lousier version of it. Or you don't get it at all. So yeah, that too. So so buyer beware right now. Uh and yeah. and do like Kathy was saying, do a little bit of digging in the company itself. Find the name of the company. Uh, do a search on reviews, and it should be there. Should be some telltale signs to whether or not you're dealing with something. If you don't or not. see it, don't do it. Yeah. All right, we're gonna break. We're gonna come back in a moment, and we'll get some bizarre file stories. Be right back. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR, Facebook, Twitter, you know the usual places. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I thought this was kind of interesting. Uh, There is some research that has come out for the fear that has been most Googled this year. This has been a year of fear. fear. Uh, fear When I think that you've had uh, the... You know, I, I've often said at the end of this whole thing of 2020, I think we're going to have the... uh, 
explosion in clinical agoraphobia where mm. people are just don't want to ever leave their homes. Mm. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's uh I'll be curious to see what made this list. Well, and they've also got it broken down per state, which is kind of interesting too. Okay. So, the, uh, overall, this year's top fear that people search for online uh, 22% of all fears nationwide, by the way, in 2020 is uh, anthropophobia, which is the fear of people. There we go. And so what is agoraphobia? Is the fear of crowds, correct? I think yeah. it's the fear of going outside. Of leaving. Going outside, leaving. Okay. Yeah. yeah of, okay. So you want to stay in your home. Then there's angoraphobia, which is the fear of sweaters, right? I, uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, so it was five times as much uh, as it was searched for in 2019. So five times... As many people, I assume, had searched for, uh, you know, the fear of people and what that means. Wow. But anthropophobia is that. Probably my first real serious girlfriend, her her mother had, I guess, either a version of that or... But she had always been a very gregarious person. And then when her own mother died, she could not leave the house. Like, she could, couldn't be around people. You know, the family was fine, yeah. but going out to events was just, and I, 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 my heart used to break for it, and she was yeah. try, trying to reintegrate back into society, not even being able to go like to the supermarket or something like that. It was just too much. Here's the definition. Nick pulled up the definition of uh, agoraphobia. It is uh, characterized by symptoms of anxiety in situations where the person perceives their environment to be unsafe with no easy way to escape. These okay. situations can include... Open spaces, public transit, shopping centers, or simply being outside their home. Okay, yeah. then what is algorophobia? Algorophobia I is... I prefer not to discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the fear of long conversations that seem to drag on with no ending or point. Uh, so, by the way, it says those affected with agoraphobia will uh, go to great lengths to avoid these situations. In severe cases, people may become completely unable to leave their homes. So it's not necessarily people. It's just being outside of your home environment. You right. feel unsafe. Right. So yeah, that's that it, was, it, was, it was sad to see her have to have to have to deal with that. Yeah. And then of course I broke up with her daughter, and I I, I don't care. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I often think about her and how she's doing. So let me break down some of these by state. New York's most searched fear was phylophobia. Phylophobia. Yes. This is a fear of phyllo dough. And, and who isn't? Yeah. No, I love phyllo dough. Uh, the fear of falling in love or intimacy. Well, that would be sort of tangential to the first one, right? Your your fear of of people in a way. Um, I don't know. Fear of commitment. Well, maybe That's... that is it. Maybe maybe a relationship with people. That's sort of combining two words into like. Could, could you have a phobia phobia? You know, or a philo philo? Uh, it's like two great of... tastes together. Yeah. Well, something philia. Is the love the excessive love of something? So you're taking a clinical definition and, and then applying it to the front of another clinical definition. So it's a fear of clinical definitions. Well, philophobia is. I hate clinical definitions. <laughs> I wonder what the fear of falling in love is. I wonder if ultimately it is the fear of losing said love. Okay, what scares you about it? Mm-hmm. About falling in love? Maybe there are some people who or the cash outlay. Who don't want to get involved because of the? They already perceive it ending badly, right? Like the you fear know? of a broken heart. We've yeah. all had broken hearts, right? We have all had broken hearts. But as Ernest Hemingway once observed, all true stories end in death. All romances end at some point, mm-hmm. whether it be with by death or you're discovered by the husband. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Oh, I'm not 
talking from personal experience. I'm just saying. Uh, so let's see. In Florida, the most searched fear was germophobia, which we all know what that is. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, those in California were most frightened about having no cell phone or nomophobia. Fear of nomophobia is the fear of not having a cell phone? Yeah, no, mm. or nomophobia, N-O-M-O-phobia. Is that an aspect of nomophobia or is that the full phobia? Don't know. Nomo, N-O-M-O, phobia. No mobile phobia. I think it's a, oh. a newer development of a word. Interesting. Okay. All right. Then you have those in New Jersey were most afraid of the dark. <laughs> <laughs> like adults in Jersey are researching? Yeah. Yeah, fear of the dark. Fear of the dark. I don't know what fear of the dark is. um, uh, The clinical name, darkophobia. uh, uh, It is scrotophobia or ligophobia. Okay, then scrotophobia. Fear of scrotum. I have that. Yeah, stinky, stinky one. Stinky cheese-covered scrotums. Fumunda cheese-covered scrotums. Fumundophobia. Yeah. Fumundophobia. Stinky scrotophobia. Those in Massachusetts were most afraid of failure. Those in Indiana were afraid of being alone. I'm so alone. So the opposite of philophobia. What is your, if you had, if you had, now, phobia, let me ask you a question about phobias. Yeah. Does that mean, because we all fear one thing or another, yes. we're all afraid of something, or we wouldn't be human beings, but is a phobia, I is, can, it, is it more than just lightly being afraid? Is it being obsessively afraid of something? You know I, what I mean? I, I think it, of it as an, un, or as, a, as an unwarranted fear, like to some level. Like you don't need to really be afraid of that. You don't need to be of afraid of that. Uh, well, I don't know. In other words, listen, we're all going to die. We can all get sick. We all have these things that can happen. But there, you put things in context and you, you accept certain... I think it's the inability to put those things in context yeah. that leads to the fear in the first place. Okay. It's, it's the anxiety and the depression that are right. associated with these phobias that allow you to not think in a logical manner. And, and so they lead to the fears being crippling. Because the biggest fear of mine would be my fear of dying, of yes. not being here anymore. Right. Uh, but I, never, I don't pinpoint that as a phobia i more think of things like you know like spiders or, or something okay like that, you know or you're, you're afraid that you'll get killed by a spider oh i didn't think about yeah, that. yeah. No, so you have i can understand this it's not i wouldn't even call that a phobia that's just a a phobia to me has is, is a little bit more invasive into aspects of your life like yeah. you wouldn't go down into your basement because there's spiders down there right yeah. right yeah no but the bigger fear is is of dying but i don't I don't put that into phobia anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, what's the, the fear of not being able to frame your conversation? By the way, <laughs> by the way, Pennsylvania's most searched fear was flying. Hmm. Really? Yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania's fear. So there is an, yeah. there's an actual phobia that that what is the term for fear of flying? I don't know. Nick will have to look those up one at a time as we go through these because I don't know which what the actual classification of that is. So what, how, who, how, are they, how are they arriving at this? How are they collecting most this data? Most searched. Most searched, okay. Yeah, so most searched Interesting. on Google. So ah. Aviophobia or aerophobia. I've never been afraid of flying. My um, girlfriend is terrified of flying. No, is she really? She, she, she was so good on the... Uh, yeah, guess what? On the tri- uh, London, yeah. she was Man, medicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, we actually had this conversation on, with some friends on Friday night, and uh, another friend that had to deal with the exact same thing. And it's just, uh, it's crippling. And uh, she's overcome it. You know, she can get on a plane. Yeah. But um, so I guess for her, maybe it's not as bad as for some for some other people. But for her, she cannot really get on a plane without a little bit of assistance. Yeah, my stepmother will not. Yeah. Uh, w- not my stepmother. My uh, my mother in law will not fly. 
just won't do it. Yeah, that's why they drive here all the time. That's why right? they drive here all the time. Yeah, they will not fly. The only time that I know that she has flown was when her son got married in uh, Colombia in South America. So she flew down for that. What did they do for that? I don't know. I never did find out how that flight went, but she just will not do just it. Just knocked her out, it's stuck not... her in a cage, and, you know. <laughs> they just sucker punched her. But it's in, in there, yeah. in her mind and her loved ones, it's just not worth it. Yeah. You know, it's you can still get there, but it's it's yeah. a pain in the wow. ass. But, you it's know, crippling. My mom fly. hates flying as well, and she will she will go if she has to. Um, but, I mean, I think the last time she flew was... Five years ago or so. I assume the fear is it'll crash. I uh, think so. But yeah. she, uh, I she, mean, and and if I ever think in that direction of wow, we are really high up, and it wouldn't take much, and we're all going to die if this thing goes down. But I but I think about the statistics of it all, and the fact that so you're putting you're able to put in context. In your, yeah, getting yeah. in your car is. Far more dangerous oh, and, than flying. And by the way, if you're going to go out, go out big. Like, I, I enjoy I <laughs> yeah. enjoy flying. I've always said I'd hate to die choking on a French fry. I want, if I'm going to go, let me go, let the down. Plane go down. Yeah, let's let's hit a ball of flame. Well, we've had that conversation yeah. with her, but she just, I mean, like her palms sweat. She, start, she starts praying. She prays right. every time right. during takeoff and landing. That's the worst part for her. Once she gets yeah. up in the air, she's okay. But I mean, like, but oh, it's, it's like saying anything. She can't yeah. look. She's got to close her eyes. She's got to close the window. Like she's not good on. A See, I love looking out the window, but I do say a prayer every time. Like uh, we're on the tarmac. Oh, she ready, blesses the plane when she walks on too. Oh, She'll put out. her hand on the plane and, and yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> Jesus! Yes. So, yeah. My wife, this fun, <laughs> may this conveyance take us to our desired location. <laughs> My wife had. If I saw that, if I was the yeah. next person in line, I'd turn around and get off. <laughs> we're in a crash. We're all gonna die. Yeah. Uh, my wife has uh, astrophobia, and that fear I, of the dog from the Jetsons is that is astrophobia. Oh, There's astrophobia, um, and it's I, I believe it's like lightning, thunder, and lightning storms. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, okay. Dude, like she is controlled by like seven different weather apps. When she's on the beach, she has them going at all times, and if she sees anything coming, she's like, "I'm out." <laughs> is, she, is she fascinated by meteorology in general? Is she like a weather watcher and chaser? And all Not that? because she's fascinated by it, but okay. she just doesn't want to be caught outside got in a uh, thunderstorm. But you're sort of afraid of, of lightning. I don't like it. Yeah. I wish I did. I love I, it. I, I like watching stuff in the in the distance. Yeah. I wish I was the guy, the kind of guy who could sit on his front porch and watch a, a lightning storm go by. I'm just not. And whittle a duck call. Uh, <laughs> Kathy, yours would definitely be needles. Needle. You have a fear of needles. How's that gotten? Because you couldn't get Botox because the uh, it was terrifying. Yeah, yeah, I I guess it's needles. It's, yeah, I guess it is. Or yeah. shady doctors. No, you know what it is? It's the thought of, of the, yeah, the thought of the needle, like, piercing the skin. Uh-huh. And, and when I had to see it one time, when Jace was getting stitches, I, I actually accidentally looked. And I uh. could see the skin being pulled by the needle. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't pass out right away. <laughs> But it, I think it just goes over in my mind, and I do you know what I'm saying. And I think yeah. about it, and I picture it, and I passed out. And then I had to get a shot one time in my foot, and I was okay. Door. I mean, of course, I, I wasn't looking forward yeah. to it, but I I didn't see anything. I you know closed my eyes, but I, afterwards, five minutes afterwards was when I passed out. So I think I just go back and like relive it and think about it, and then that's what takes. Can you me watch? Out. Can you watch gory movies? Can you watch a movie where like in a horror movie someone gets stuck with something or no, stabbed? No, or any, okay. no, okay. no, all no, right. no. All right. Uh-uh. All right. Or like about... open wounds and all that. No, right. I you can't. can't do that. I okay. can't do it. Yeah. What about other fears? Anybody? I mean, you know, I don't like sharks. I don't like lightning. okay. 
Yeah, you don't like getting into the water in the ocean because yeah, you got a fear. So you doing like stand up paddleboard uh, this summer. And... You think of like getting bumped. Yeah, well, so no, but like I fell off and I immediately jumped back onto the paddle paddleboard. And don't tell me there aren't sharks in the bay because I caught <laughs> sharks in the bay. I caught a few of them. So I know that there's sharks out there. You know, they're they're dogfish. Well, right. dogfish are sharks. So okay. shut up. I, I think all the standard things like now fluctuate in and out of things. Like yeah. sometimes I, I I've been more. Oh, I don't care about that. And then yeah. other times you you uh, listen. If I'm treading water in deep water, you know. But I mean, who wouldn't be a little hard scared if something bumped you or you felt that or yeah. You know what I don't like, Preston? When you're and you know this when you're if you've ever been water skiing and you're you're floating. And your legs go down and hit a, hit cold water. It's mm-hmm. like it's like it feels like the abyss. The abyss below you. I occasionally get scared of heights, and I don't know why. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. But I love being up. Like when we did the the tour of the Four Seasons, whenever that was. I guess it was this year. That was so cool. I loved being able to look out over the city. But I think if I went out on the roof of that building of the new Comcast building. That's when I get woozy. That's when I feel like you? I, 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 you know, the fear of falling off starts to creep into my brain. Do you have that bizarre? I get this bizarre thing about, and I, I know I wouldn't, but it's like if I were to jump, if I were to jump, oh yeah, totally, yeah, if yeah, I were yeah, to jump, yes. yeah. Oh, I could throw myself off right here. Right, right. What would that be like? What would that be like? I mean, what? And, and you can. Yeah. It's Wait, a bizarre. And then, I, and then I think, oh my god, am I suicidal? Yes. But why am I thinking this? Right. Why? Why right. does that run through your head? Yeah. Well, can I ask you guys a question? Do you guys ever have that thought when you're driving down like a long uh, road? Like, what if I drive, drive, drive like, by car off a building? Well, no, but like 347 uh, down in like you know the Pine Barrens. Sometimes I, I just get this feeling, like, like I get afraid that my uh, unconscious, subconscious body is going to take over and. and and jerk the wheel. And jerk the wheel. I'm, Did you ever right, see Annie so I'm Hall? not the only one? No. Did you ever okay. see in Annie Hall, there's a scene where Christopher Walken, Woody Allen goes in, Christopher Walken's Annie Hall's uncle. Uh, no, brother. And he goes in, can, can I talk to you for a second? And he comes and sits down. And sometimes when I'm driving at night, I have in my mind the image of jerking the wheel and driving into oncoming <laughs> traffic. I anticipate the explosion and the blood mixing with the gas. And, and Woody Allen goes, <clears throat> okay, I'm. I'm due back on Earth. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I have that sensation sometimes, okay. too. That Or just the, the, the thought of, you know, it would be so easy just to do this, and it, it would just be... Lights that, out. That light, life would be over. And mm-hmm. it sort of frightens you, doesn't it? it uh, but yes. It, it, so like that, I said, that, it, that it could happen that easy. That it could happen that quickly, and mm-hmm. I think you wouldn't do it, but I think it's, right. a, it's a thought that runs through your mind. Yes, and the fact that that thought runs through your mind... Can scare you. you. Yes. And then you get this like endless feedback loop. Right, right. That can happen. So, Case, I think that's pretty, I think that's kind of human condition ish, you know, (sighs) if you will. You're okay. (sighs) What was that about a Kanish? Kanish. Can we get some (laughs) Kanishes in here, please? Fear of Kanishes. There's a term for this. It's called call of the void. So, uh, I don't know if Casey, it applies to the the driving, but it does apply to the thinking about jumping. Yeah. And you don't want to do it. But you're thinking about doing it. Anyway. Call of the void. Call of like the void. So Nick, where I, would, where I first realized I was thinking that way was at the top of a Ferris wheel. You had a very high Ferris wheel where you're in the open, like a you know, like a, at a carnival. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I could. It, in a second, what yeah. would would the thrill? You know, and, and you start to run through your mind, and then it's, it, it's just a bizarre thing. You're feeling this in a completely non-suicidal way. There's no definite conclusion or explanation for it, but it's a feeling common enough that studies have been dedicated to it. Interesting. I watched Midsommar. I don't want to jump off anything anymore. <laughs> oh, my God. There's a scene. Yeah, watch Midsommar. 
let me go to a couple of calls. People want to mm. confess their fears. I will go to Mary Ann. Hey, Mary Ann. Hey. Hey, what's up, Mary Ann? Hi, friends. Hi. I have a fear of Christmas, and it's. I actually looked it up. It is a thing. A fear of <laughs> really? Christmas uh, there, that I've never heard of before. <laughs> there is kind of yeah. like a fear of holidays, but I think there's a specific one just for Christmas. I've heard of this. Uh, you know, Charlie Brown had it, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> well, what specifically about Christmas scares you? Uh, well, it's kind of tragic, and I'm not going to tell you my my tragic story, yeah. but okay. it's primarily. That it's the time of year when everybody's happy and you're not, you're uh. inside. And the music, the sappy music, and every time you hear it, I've been in a food store doing my food shopping and had to leave the cart with almost all my food shopping done and go out of the Aww. store. Because oh, my goodness. Wow. So, wow. so Marion, you... the sappy music. Without going into detail, but you, you had a, a tragic thing take place? Yes, yes. I okay. guess. And okay. that person's not there, and there's nothing like Christmas and the music yeah. that remind you of the memories of when they were. Sure, sure. And it starts in October. As soon as the summer's over, it's like creeping. It's like a, no. a horror movie, like the dark is creeping closer and closer. Yeah, 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 I hear yeah. it. Take two Hallmark movies and call me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. There's, you're, you're not alone. There are a lot of people who find that that sort of oh, um, yeah. uh, phobia and and. For for multiple reasons, sometimes it's associated with tragedy, and other times it's just, you know, of of, of you don't have a lot of people in your that, multiple reasons. Or I yeah. wonder if it's if there are any people who fear it for the more simple fact of just uh, how um, hustle and bustle and overwhelming it becomes yeah, that time. Fruitcake. Yeah. I don't think that's not at the root of the fear of it. That's annoyance. Okay. okay. You know, All right. Here we go again. i got to spend a lot of money and go shopping and fight crowds. And- I'm with you, Marianne. We can be arm in arm. But the fear that we're the holidays. <laughs> that caused you to leave your entire shopping cart. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's overwhelming. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's real. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Well, sorry yeah. to hear that. Interesting, Marianne. Thanks for the call. Sure. Bye-bye. It's called uh, Christo-Eugenaticophobia. Oh, that's a big one. Uh, fear of Christmas, a branch of uh, heretophobia, which is fear of the holidays. Uh, usually begins during early childhood, like from bad events associated with Christmas. Many of the Christmas rituals can trigger fears like Santa Claus, opening gifts, snow, fire in the hearths, and parties, all of which may lead to uh, this particular phobia. Preston, we were talking about the trailer for the Mel Gibson. Oh, yeah. I love it. <laughs> Fat Man. Fat, uh, honestly, it, it, it looks great. So, it yeah. looks so good. Oh, my God. And it's <laughs> so a kid is a bad kid, gets a piece of coal for Christmas, and, and he has, I guess, the financial He's ability rich. to hire Hitman to go after Santa. It's played great. by Mel Gibson, and their line's like, you think you're the first one who's ever come yeah. after <laughs> the guy, the, the, the Hitman's like, I'm coming for you, Fat Man. And he's across the field, he goes... You think you're the first? <laughs> I mean, like, he's, he's just hardened, grizzled, not taking any crap from anybody, Santa Claus. I can't wait for this movie. I, I, I know. I'm so excited for it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, let me go to some other ones. Now, this one we've heard of before. This is uh, Bernie. Hey, Bernie, good morning. Morning. How what, you doing? Good. What's up, Bern? Hey. I was just listening to you guys talk, and I... Hit the button to call like three times. I was like, nah, this is stupid. And then I just thought I had to call in. So 
Fear of holes. It's called trypophobia. We've talked about this actually a number of times. You share this with all of Washington, D.C. Because (laughs) Washington, D.C.'s fear, overall most searched fear, is fear of holes. So when you see a picture, um, so we talked about this. If you see a picture that has lots of little holes in it. or Yes. Yeah, so it's yes. not like a hole in the ground. That's not going to scare no. me. But like, oh, the little. If someone oh, like yeah. aerates the lawn and there's like a series oh, yeah, of yeah. little holes, I can't. I can't handle. Like even right now, talking about it, I'm getting goosebumps. What's like, that plant that has the uh, the yeah. seed pods yeah. in it? And, and people, f- they. Well, I didn't like it. it because they they sort of uh, they mesh these two pictures together. It's and the it lotus looked, plant. Yeah, over a nipple. Over, over a nipple. I, and that actually haunted my. Thoughts for weeks, Bernie. Yeah. So I kind of had this. I'm I'm over it. But as a kid, that that lotus plant thing scared me. We had an arrangement in my house that had that. Yeah, and oh, for some yeah, reason yeah. It would scare me. So yeah. my yeah, my my odd fear, and, and tell me if, if this matches with you, Bernie, is that like larvae or or yes. or, uh, or bugs yes. would yes. come it's out of those holes. It's because I can't see what's inside and something intelligent made those holes in my mind <laughs> right so there th- i just watched a movie over the weekend called love and monsters and there's he, the guy falls into a, a pit and there's a whole bunch of holes like this in this pit and you, and things are moving in them yeah and he I knows would die. right you would die <laughs> i would die yeah and that so that's no that that is a very common fear it also when we see holes on the surface of things we're not used to seeing holes on, Kathy, going back to open wounds and things of that nature, yeah. it's very disorienting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And what's worse is if you try to research it to, like, help yourself, it just comes up with lots of pictures that trigger you. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're totally effed. Yeah, I call yeah. that counterproductive. Yeah. Right, right. Really bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Bernie. Appreciate right, it. Thanks, guys. All Bye. Right. Yep. So, if you remember the Flash Gordon movie, uh, I do. And when he had to stick oh, yeah. his hand into that dark hole, I, I, it was, I he was uh, up against Timothy Dalton. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was like a log. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't. Um, the log of holes. It was called. <laughs> I couldn't stick, and I probably still can't put my hand in. Could you like, do your penis? I could probably. Yeah, do yeah. My penis like no, that. but anything <laughs> like that. There was a game that used to be. Um, the whole game was was that you would stick your hand into. Now you would have to. It wasn't like there was going to be a King Cobra in there, but there was, it, you'd have to stick your hand in and touch, and there were all mm-hmm. these different textures, and hey, uh, hey. it's freaky for people. Uh, Stephanie's been on hold for a while. Hi, Stephanie. Good morning. Hi. Sorry to bother you guys at work. Oh, no. It's all good. All right. So your son has a fear you wanted to tell us about. He does. Now, my son has autism, but a part of that, part of his autism affects new and interesting things, and what I'm talking about is new food. He has a fear of new food because he doesn't like the textures. He's safe with what he likes to eat. He's afraid to start something new, like a new kind of food. Mm -hmm. So he pretty much has pancakes every morning for breakfast and pretty much has Kraft mac and cheese every single night for dinner. So those are the two now, and, and those are so maybe five or six foods that he eats with any frequency. Yeah, that's pretty much what he has every single day. Wow. Um, he has a couple of snacks. He'll have, like, a cheese sandwich. Um, he has yogurt for, like, his protein. Okay. Uh, but pretty much laced potato chips. Um, it's all good stuff, by the way. <laughs> Did you say how old he is? He is seven. Okay. And this has been an issue since he was two or three. Yeah, just uh, listen, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know this at all, but uh, the the quick research says that a lot of kids outgrow this at some point, that it's common among 
toddlers and young children is called food neophobia, and they can grow out of it and often do. Yes, um, that's what we always were told by everyone. Um, and then his um, uh, physician told us that, you know, he probably has to have some kind of therapy done over at CHOP right. to mm. have it. But he does eventually take one bite of something, like he just had to cheese it. And my husband and I were so happy the other day. Aww. He had to cheese it. Little victory. There you go. That's great. Well, go, well, good for you, you know, yeah. hanging in there. Yep. It'll probably be slow, but yeah. maybe he'll he'll find some other things to, to I know. stretch out. I to. mean, I'm, at this point, we're just like, let's have like a slice of pizza. Let's have some ice cream. You know, normal things that kids eat, and he doesn't eat it, so it, it's hard. But yeah. he, he's happy with what he likes. You know what though? Yeah. Yep. At least he's eating. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Stephanie. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, let me see here. There's a number of calls coming up here. I'll go to uh, like Jen. Jen has a crippling fear, it says here. Hi, Jen. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Jen? Not much. <laughs> All right, so your crippling fear, what is it? Snakes. Absolutely snakes. terrified of... You hate snakes. snakes. Hate them. So, so how bad... So, in other words, if one is on television... Do you Change f- the channel. <laughs> okay, and if you were to be anywhere near, like, an outdoor fair or something where someone had a snake... How, when I you say run cr- in the other direction, okay, and almost instantly tear up. Like we have an outside cat, and he'll bring snakes up from the creek, and I run around the other side of the house. Like he'll <laughs> leave them by the car, and I just I can't handle them. Okay, like, that's fairly common. Yes. Yeah. Don't even go into the reptile hall at the zoo. Like, yeah, don't go into the reptile hall at the zoo if you're ever. Yeah, if you have a fear of snakes. Yeah. All right, thanks, Jen. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's a pretty common one. Yeah, snakes, spiders, creepy things like all, that, all that sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, let me see here. Oh, God. <laughs> this what? one just came up. Megan F. It says here, "Hi, Megan. Good morning." Good morning. All right, Megan. So you have an interesting uh, phobia. Yeah, I don't know. I've gone camping a few times, like in Vermont, mm-hmm. and just realized that toilets that don't have a seeable bottom. Oh, I don't like those. <laughs> So, so like, uh, the, yeah, a lot of times the, there's just a, a deep hole dug, mm-hmm. and that's it, and that freaks you out. I'll hold it. I'll wait to go to a bathroom. So he's in a restaurant or something. Megan, is the fear of obviously falling into that hole? I think it's of, like, somebody, like, reaching out or pulling. Oh. Oh. Like the yeah. devil. Okay. Okay. Right. okay. That's that's pretty much, that's worse. Hell than, toilet. Uh, than falling in. Somebody yeah. reaching up and yeah. grabbing you and pulling you in. Yep. You know, okay. your mind, you know, we Thanks. talked about the notion when you're a kid and you're like, you know, you look into a like a, a dark closet or down a dark hallway, <laughs> how your mind starts to fill in images yep. and it freaks the F out of you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me see here. All right. I'm looking for more interesting ones. I'm going to go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hi, Katie. This sounds like one I've never heard of before. It's real. It's serious. I'm actually a preschool teacher. I'm a terrified of someone vomiting in front of me. It's called a metaphobia. It's very real. And about 10 years ago, off of 10th and staff, I was at a party, not maybe 21, and I got arrested for drinking in public. And they sat me next to someone at the police station on oh, South no. Street, puking in a bucket. And I was freaking out, and I got out of it by telling them about my phobia. So it's <laughs> how, how crippling is your so your fear of, is of someone vomiting near you? How bad will it? A sound 
sound of it, the look of it, the smell oh, the of smell. old cheese. That's all unpleasant. And, uh, of old cheese. <laughs> yeah. Katie, so a question. What? What is your fear that you too will vomit? That no, it will it harm is, you? Just the act of the vomiting, like in the sixth sense, and that girl's puking and the white stuff coming out, like right. any movie, The Exorcist. I, I can't handle it. So I, my body just shuts down. It, it's not it. just it's not just gross. It's scary to you. It's scary. It feels like I'm gonna die. <laughs> like you're gonna <laughs> die. Wow. wow. Okay. My husband will have to clean the vomit up. I don't. When my students throw up. I have to leave the room and have a teacher come in. What What is your reaction when you yourself vomit? Is it as powerful? Um, I literally pray to God over the toilet. Please, dear God, you don't let me throw up. I'm so scared. That's wild, Katie. So you yeah. don't have kids. Yeah. And Thank part of... Every day. Oh, oh no, you're welcome. Because if, if you do have kids and, and you burp the baby, you know, like probably seven times out of ten, they're going to puke a little bit. Wow. You know? Well, I'll have to one day at a time, but thanks for making me laugh every day. Have a good time. She wants to get off the phone right away. My sister-in-law has something where she passes out every time right before she vomits. And she's got kids, so... That's dangerous. The the vomit, it's very dangerous. She had to have, like, she wore a heart heart monitor for a week. Like, they were checking everything that happens. Mm. But I, I think it's just, like, she just can't handle herself vomiting uh right before i if i'm gonna puke right before i will get super lightheaded a couple things happen my mouth waters yes. uncontrollably and then i start to get lightheaded like on the verge of of passing, passing out. out yeah a lot yeah, of she's she's broken her nose she's passed out oh. into the toilet no and, you know yeah. what after like because the thing that will get me the most and i think president is the same with you uh a regular cold flu, I, I, I don't get those kind of colds. Uh, what will take me out is like a, a stomach virus, something like that. And when you know you're in that zone and you've got it and, you you know, let's just go. And I will I will stick my fingers in my mouth and just start the vomiting and just, just get it going because it's, it's just it's, – that feeling of lingering on the edge of vomiting is, is worse than just starting and getting it going. But it sounds like in this case, it's the other. I'm looking at uh, at this this map that has the, the the fears. By the way, if you're tuning in, these are phobias, fears that were that were searched, and we're looking by state. Uh, Delaware's fear is of people, which is the number one uh, fear in the country. By the way, I was going. I was, thought it would be sales tax. Here's one that a uh, family member of mine is, and I think this is in Iowa. Uh, public speaking. Uh, I have a family member who's uh, deathly afraid of of public, public speaking, speaking, which is uh, which is interesting because I. I will get, sometimes I'll get a fear of public speaking, which is odd because of, yeah. of what I do for a living, but it is in reverse. If I'm in front of five, 10,000 people, whatever, on a microphone, mm. does not scare me, intimidate me no. in the slightest bit. No. I actually enjoy it. But if I am in a conference room of like seven or eight people, especially if it's not you guys, yeah. if it's, if yeah, it's yeah. people that are... That I'm supposed to speak to right. about a subject or something like that. Right, right. I get nervous at that. I don't get scared. I know what you I don't mean. get a phobia. I know but, what you mean. Yeah. Um, my aunt was a vice president at Merrill Lynch for her entire life. I mean, years. And she had she had a, a large number of people that worked under her, and she often would have to go to conferences and speak. And we never knew. Um, like later on, right before yeah. she retired, she told us she could not public speech she said she would get up on the microphone and just kind of be like this so she would actually have to take something to like calm her down and (laughs) see if she had us rolling we were hysterical laughing when we found out we were like wait a minute how are you even in your position at this point and you're not able to speak to the people that you met yeah yeah yeah. wow (laughs)
Uh, let me go to Tom. Good morning, Tom. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. You have an interesting fear here. What is it? <laughs> Since I was a kid, I was always, uh, my biggest fear was waking up during an operation. Wait. And, uh, you know, I had multiple ones during the years. And, uh, you know, I was like back in my mind, I was getting a knee replacement surgery, and I actually woke up. And I, the one thing I remember was hearing Aerosmith. <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah, they were playing the other side. <laughs> All right, so so Tom, you wake up in surgery, conscious enough to to say something or make a, you know some noise to let them know that you were feeling all this. Oh, absolutely! I woke up and I was like, you know, in a haze, of course, because I was under anesthesia. Play dream on. I went. I went <laughs> yeah, that would have been a better one. But uh, <laughs> then I said hello, and then you can hear a pin drop. Everybody stops. Oh man! And the music went off. <laughs> oh wow! And the just the anesthesiologist, <laughs> she was pale, sweating. Like, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Why? And uh, all of a sudden, they're like, well, we need, you need me more gas. So they put the mask on me, and that was it. <clears throat> wow. Wow. So, uh, yeah. I, I, they're, they're, I, I can understand the fear. There are a lot of people who have the fear of, 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 of um, you know, after being buried or, mm-hmm. or oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, obviously uh, Edgar Allan Poe has uh, stories that concern that. The really terrifying one about surgery is the people who uh, wake up and are aware and can't say anything. <laughs> you have uh, there's there's several stories of it that. Was the story you just had in the bizarre file of the girl who who was was breathing and they just said it was a result of the. Yeah. Of the they, drugs. They, they yeah. said she was dead. But she wasn't. And she wasn't, yeah. All right, interesting. Well, those are the, the top fears by state uh, per searches online. Wow. And number one is fear of people. Kind of interesting. People! Thanks for sharing. we got to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment or two. Stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right. And this month's artist is Brett Talley. Brad Talley, your local shots artist of the month. Check him out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. I'd like to share a personal story right now, if you don't mind. Do we uh, do we need uh, music? Music, sad um, music, happy music. Well, walking on sunshine. No, or? no, it's it's a sad thing. But I'll, I'll right. just I, I think I can paint the picture. Okay, so. all right. Uh, no, it's... <laughs> Peter, look at the wall. That's so neat. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, I was uh, our. our uh, Dish, our, I'm, I'm sorry, our, uh, our sink was filled with dishes the other day. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, it's not oh, that. No, That's oh, not oh, the part. Oh. So. No, and as I was getting ready to, to do the dishes, I looked in our, our um, cupboard, and I'm like, okay, maybe some of this stuff can go, because we were just, you know, we have too much. And uh, so I, I saw in there this dish. It's a, it's a small bowl. It's like a baby bowl. Yeah. Um, and it's a Bob the Builder bowl. It's plastic. We have had it since Parker was a baby. But it's just one of those things that's never moved out during the rotation of our um, of our plates and, and bowls and all that. So we would still use it. So it was it was purchased for Parker. Yeah. Yeah. But, and it, but it was still being used, still in good shape. Right. 
And I was looking at it, I'm like, you know what? This is one of the last baby items remaining that we would still use for whatever reason. I'm like, you know what? I need to put that away. I need to, that one's, that one has lasted the longest. So I want to hang on to that. Right. So I'm like, I, in fact, I told Rochelle, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to put this down in the bin of things that I saved just for sentimental value. And you're very good with that stuff. And as a whole, you, 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 as, and you all make sure to have pictures and things for, keepsakes that you remember yeah. things by so this is another step in that yeah and i don't keep everything right I keep something here and there just right. to have a little bit along the way so i'm looking at this and i go you know what someday this is going to break in the dishwasher right. and i'm going to be upset about it so i should put it downstairs so um I, I set it aside and then later on i was taking some other things in basement okay i'll take this downstairs as well and there was a box i had in one hand i had this in the other and so I, I take it down, and I'm going into the unfinished side of our basement, which is where I have bins of different things. It's all our storage area. And I had, like I said, I had a box in one hand, and then I had the the, the bowl in the other. And then I, I needed to grab something else. So I put the bowl in the same hand that was holding the box. Mm-hmm. And I, I reach over to move the box to put it on the shelf. And as I did, the bowl falls out of my hand. Oh. Did it break? It's an unfinished, it's a concrete floor, mm-hmm. and it shattered oh. on the floor. Shattered beyond glueability? Well, listen, it could, I could glue it back together. It's it's like in five or six pieces, but here's the deal. Part, part of the reason why I save these things is maybe some down the road, if my kids ever decide they're going to have children, I can say, hey, here's something from your childhood Use this. You know I what d- I mean? I don't want that. So <laughs> so if I glue it back together, yeah, no. we're never going to be able to put no. cereal in it no, and milk no, ever no. again. However. But he- here's the thing, though. I was taking it I know. expressly I know. to put it put away oh, for safety's dude. sake. That's terrible. And I broke the goddamn thing. I mean, there's thing. so much irony here in the, uh, A, that. B, it's Bob the Builder and you can't fix it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trust me, when I posted on social media, everybody used that line. Oh, oh my god! You know what though? This is like this is like the plot of countless movies where someone is charged with protecting someone and oh, yeah. inadvertently gets yeah. them killed. Or it's and, like uh, losing the, the the engagement ring or the wedding ring when you're the best man yeah. or whatever. You know, you you have one job. And you did it. Look, Sid Wilder commented on your... Yeah. Uh, yeah. What did she say? She said, no, you can fix it. Oh. Bob the Builder expects you to try. <laughs> I mean, Press, this is like a black fly in, in your Chardonnay. It is. Yeah. It's like 10,000 spoons when yeah. you need a knife. Yeah. Uh, so here's what i Meeting like. the man of your dreams and then meeting his beautiful wife. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you... I, I would like you to make me feel better. So I'm asking you <laughs> as a favor, fans of the Press and the Steve Show... Tell me your story of something similar that you did, so I don't feel like a complete moron. It, this thing that you, you, yes, this I'm, this is I'm putting this away for safety's sake, and you break it. Two one five two six three WMMR. I was, and here's the other thing. Okay, so I drop it; it shatters on the floor. I couldn't contain my emotions. Did you cry? I screamed. Oh. Like, because... Curse words. (laughs) And... And you're not really, like, that quiet when things like this happen. No, not... Yes, of course. I mean, like, quiet. And so, Rochelle comes flying down the stairs. She thought I broke my arm or something like that. I fell down. And she comes to see this, you know, this kid's bowl 
lying there, shattered, and but she but I just told her I'm yeah. putting this away so nothing happens to it. So she got it, she understood. Shake it off, pussy. But it was oh uh, that, man. listen, I understand that that thing or that that it's not the same for me, but I, I when I got my first large Batman, Ben Affleck Batman, <laughs> and my brother-in-law had built a special, and this is a little different, I get it. Sure. But still, I had been looking at the pictures of it as it was coming, and it was it's big. In case you've seen it. It's, yeah. It's, 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 I love it. It's big. And, I, and so um, we're putting it up on its stand. It weighs about 65 pounds. And I, I, I can hold it this way. I can hold it this way. But I sort of knew I couldn't hold it that way. And and his head, you know, was magnetic, fell off, and the cowl broke off. And and it was one of those things. I know it's not like a keepsake, but for me, I was I was completely devastated. But the clean was the the break was clean enough that I could glue it back. So, in a way, that's my connection. Right. Uh, my cats don't have keepsakes no but breaking something when it's brand new yes that sucks that, yes. that I, we've definitely had that happen before this is your brand new shiny thing that yeah. you haven't even had a chance to enjoy i've been waiting for this and yeah. you break it right away but kind of an heirloom yeah. is, it's uh, much different yeah, this is, thing's is only 20 different. years old preston oh, i was so bummed out you know what about what about when you store so for example and I, this has happened too, where you store photos and a photo out, and wherever you stored it, yeah. somehow, oh yeah, oh, yeah. It, they, the, there's a leak, or you don't know that that part of the basement, yep. there's been something. We we had, and actually, we did have that happen with a box full of keepsake stuff. My <clears throat> high school diploma, which I normally wouldn't give a rat's ass about, but at a certain point, I started to give a rat's ass about it. Right. Yeah. And uh, there was a flood from the uh, the water heater, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it effed up everything. Now I didn't break it, but it's that I can connect to it on that level. Well, I, and we I'm much just, more shallow. I just got a text message, and I was going to mention this, but like you know, Chuck D'Amico had his childhood bowl. That's this right. This was his bowl that was yes. you know over forty years old, I guess. At this point, Bill Wesson just threw it away. Threw it. Away. He said nothing breaks a heart like losing a bowl. Yeah, like, I, I would be like... <laughs> I'd never, ever forgive Bill for what that. The, no, 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 no. If it means that much to you, you don't bring it to work and leave it in a community sink. My, Shut your mouth. <laughs> you don't just throw it's things away. There's a little bit of a point to what Kathy's saying. You don't just you don't throw something away that's not yours. I had yes. I, I had a Bugs Bunny bowl that my wife got me when we first started dating. I was taking it to work. And I would clean out my bowl after I had the cereal and bring and it back take, to my of desk. Of course. If something meant something to me, I would never leave it in a community space. I would actually never. So this is Chuck's fault. I, it's not yes. It's not a glad uh, Tupperware, like disposable Tupperware. Mm, this is something like, I don't own. I'm going to throw it out. <laughs> yeah. This looks like a keepsake. It'll probably devastate Chuck. Let's throw it out. It's a good thing that nothing will ever mean anything to you, Kathy. <laughs> yes. No, but like wow. it would go with me to my desk where, yes, if you took it off my desk and threw it out, no, not not the same thing. But she, her point is, you're thing. leaving it in a public space. Grab a hammer and, and have smash it. away. Here's the deal, Chuck. Like mean, for example, <laughs> Kathy's nowhere near her car right now. It's lying out there. Yeah, throw it away. Chuck used that bowl every single day, by the way. So it's not like that bowl was sitting in the sink for days on end. It was, you know, there for minutes. When I saw your picture, though, Preston, I will say, I, I was like, well. I mean, look at how old that is. Those kids don't care about that. I care about it. It was sentimental for him. I used it. 
I mean, like, I would still use that. I mean, time know? to throw that out. For eating my filter. tiny bit of, of fro-yo, Kathy, yeah. I would put it in here. <laughs> let, me go to, let me go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Snort Dorton. Hey, Snort Dorton. <laughs> snort Dorton. <laughs> What's up, man? So, so I, I, made, uh, I graduated in 98. Um, so I guess 96, 97 in pottery class, I made a coffee mug, and I made it with... Um, the uh, coating that you could drink out of it. So yeah, yeah. I, I kept it, used it on a weekly basis until, I guess, just uh, maybe six, eight months ago. I left it on the dash of my car while I was driving off, and the whole I just snapped the whole piece off of it, and the handle broke and everything. I just about wanted to cry. No, it is devastating. And you know what? I think you, you bring up a, a good point, Ryan. In fact, Preston, you could hyper-focus this whole conversation on bowls and mugs, things that, like, there was yeah. my favorite, and exactly to Ryan's point, uh, there was a, a mug that my wife had gotten on one uh, one of her trips. She brought it back to me. I remember the moment she gave it to me. It's a perfect coffee and tea mug, and I loved it. A- and the handle just broke off, and I was I was putting it up to make sure I was putting it up back in the in the cupboard the right way so that the handle wouldn't hit the door. <laughs> yeah. And as I turned it around, I knocked it out and it broke on the counter. Ryan, have you considered using like that magic putty or whatever and, and putting a new, uh, you know, uh, handle on it? Because at least it's still usable. In fact, you could use nah, it. Okay. Uh, it's a, over. A good, chip, a good chip broke out of oh. like, the, the top of the mug, too. So I, I glued it and kept it for keepsakes, put it down in the basement with a, another pottery thing I made. Okay. But... You know, it it's not food, the so same. Much Thanks. More special. Yeah. Um, it's not the same. I had, Steve, you're right about bowls and mugs because I had posted over the weekend just a picture of me. My wife bought me a Swedish chef mug. It says Vert the Ferk on it. <laughs> uh, and I love it. It's, yeah, it's, it's now my favorite mug. Yeah. And so I took a picture of me drinking out of it. I'm like, I'm like, I have a favorite mug. Do you? Right. Yeah. And loads of people. I mean, I got a ton of response in it. So I think are, people are passionate about their favorite mug. But the longest time I had one that was animal from... Uh, uh, the uh, the Muppets, yeah. and that thing cracked in the dishwasher, <sighs> which is part of why I wanted to put this bowl away, because I love Why that is mug. it? Why? Because I'll, I'll tell you, and now it's, so it's opened up a whole flood of memories. There is a mug I used to have, and Kathy, maybe you can commiserate with this, when you'd put hot tea and hot coffee in it, you could put your hand around the, through the handle yeah, 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 yeah. and hold the mug. <laughs> it kept your, it hand, kept your hand warm and hold it into yourself. <laughs> that handle broke. I'm like, mm. what am I going to do? That's your favorite mug? Your favorite one ever? Oh, well, this is my work mug. Yeah, but if you had to pick one. Oh, stop it. It's the one with his picture on it. Is that your favorite? Casey's heard because. This is the funniest mug. Okay. But my at-home comfort mug is the Vert the the Ferk um, from Swedish Chef uh, Marissa. Preston, I feel your pain over quarantine. I um, opened my dishwasher and my favorite wine glass had broken. Okay. No, it's okay, though. It was a Pringles can. (laughs) Let me share the story behind the wine glass. So I had been looking for, like, these little tiny, I call them, like, um, Italian restaurant, like, short. They're, like, juice cups, but they're not exactly juice cups. And I found the perfect ones at this hotel I was staying at in Ireland. (laughs) You stole it? And I stole four of them. And so now I only have three. And it's the saddest thing because, like, by, I don't know, Saturday night, I don't have any wine glasses left. And they're all... Mm. Because I'm out of wine glasses. <laughs> <laughs> the end. I'm out of wine Feel your pain. Um, I don't know what to do. Hang on a second. I don't understand this. Let me go to Amanda. Hi, Amanda. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, my God. Hey, what's up, Amanda? <laughs> uh, so, 
two years ago, I bought my first brand new car, and um, it's a hatchback, and I took it to Home Depot because we were building um, a horseshoe pit. So I had all of these big railroad ties, and I've got my car, and I'm about three Home Depot people asked me if I needed help. And I'm like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. I'm fine. So I go out to the parking lot, and one more person asked me, and I thought, you know what, you idiot. Here's somebody who's going to help you. Why are you denying help? So I said, all right, fine. I open up the hatch. The guy picks it up. The first board he goes to put into my car, he smashes it into my taillight. <laughs> There you go. And you can never now that's, get another That's brand new. Yeah. yeah, that's a little different. It's brand right, new. It's you, a keepsake. I, when, the thing, though, it says next to Amanda's name, it says, had wood at Home Depot. I noticed that. I'm yeah. like, what is this all about? <laughs> Man, she was really excited. Uh, hang on. There was another one. Oh, yeah. Hang on. Let me, let me go to, yeah, Joe. Hi, uh, Joe. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Joe. What's up, buddy? So, uh, me and my wife recently were going through uh, all the baby clothes for my three-year-old daughter. Because we're having uh, another one come November. Congratulations! So through everything, thank you. It's going up through everything. My wife goes, "This, this, this all need to be washed. This all can't go in the dryer." I said, "Okay." <laughs> so after forgetting about it, going hours through clothes, <laughs> I put all the stuff in the dryer. Ruined everything. She told me not to put oh, in the dryer. No. How much hell did you like, catch? <laughs> oh, um, like a crocheted. Uh, dress and stuff that my grandmother made. Like it's like now like a baby. This is the last thing before I die. <laughs> my gift of love. I will live on through this crochet dress. Yeah, it was it was like a pile of mush in the the bottom of the dryer, like just a ball of yarn, basically. Oh no! Go put on grandma's mush. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was bad. Uh, how much? I mean, you you just that's. That's irreparable. I mean, you, you know. can't buy back. You can't buy memories back. Uh-uh. Yeah, I hid in the shed. <laughs> you hid in the shed. Yeah, I would have been right with you, man. Did you guys throw it away? Or did you keep part of it as a keepsake? Yeah, no, we tossed it. Oh, okay. You should have just packed point, it away. Yeah, you should have cheated. Took care of it, honey. Yeah, and then when the, the, the new I cheated baby on you. Comes, <laughs> when the new baby comes, you're like, I don't know what happened to those clothes. <laughs> hey, by the way, I I uh, I put that uh, crochet thing in the dryer, and I'm cheating on you. <laughs> Which one you want to complain? Yeah, about? yeah. <laughs> uh, let me go to. Let's have uh, Peter tell his story. Hey, Peter. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Pud? Hey, <laughs> hey, Pud. What's going on? Pud is a great word. Uh-huh. Uh, so in. Uh, 1998, I was partying with some of my classmates at Penn State, and I left their apartment to go get uh, some more green. And when I returned, they had broken my favorite bong. Now, I, from what I understand, uh, uh, bongs are very um, personal, like you, uh, they're, right? If they're, you get one you love, yeah. yeah. How long had you had it? I had had it for years. It was... It was a monster bong. I mean, this thing was probably three feet tall, it was wow. glass, and it was pinched at the top about six inches below the the inhaling part, so you could put ice cubes in it, so you got cold bongs. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. yes, yeah, of course. <laughs> that sucks, Peter. Hey, Sorry. We had actually a similar, though it wasn't a keepsake, but someone had done this beautiful glass work. Do you remember the... the yeah. And sent over. I don't even know how that got broken. It was uh, a, uh, one of our interns broke it, and yeah. uh, and we, you know, it hadn't been used. It just looked really cool. It had our our logo on it. It was a really it was like a, a foot and a half tall bong. And we used <laughs> to have it in our 
You know how you have your your office. You bong. work bongs, yeah. uh, and uh, and somebody broke it. I was really yeah. I was not happy about that. Um, how about this? Let's go to. Let me go to Michael. Hey, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, we're talking about uh, losing a keepsake out of stupidity. Oh, I have a, I have a doozy. Okay. My son is twenty. When you're talking pre DVR, yeah. You're doing, when you do ultrasounds of your child, they used to put it on a VHS tape. Mm-hmm. So we had a VHS tape of my son, and I wanted to keep it. It was a special tape. It was labeled. You know, my son. I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. My wife recorded it over it with Melrose Place. Yes, yes. So the ultrasound on VHS oh keepsake you cannot replace, and it's been uh, Melrose placed. Um, wow. Well, there's actually sage advice, though. If you you know make sure you make, uh, and now it's less of a of a yes. of a risk factor Thanks, because Michael. you get a you get a file. You know. Um, I have I have uh, the heartbeats of Parker, maybe Carter, and Steve. What's interesting is I have them on an outdated audio format. They're on mini disc. Oh, mini wow. disc. Now I'm sure I'll be able to find a place you could transfer that over to an audio. I format have yeah. mini oh, disc do? players. Okay, I do. Unfortunately, if if uh, if recorded things are something that you've been hanging on to, there are loads of uh, transfer. Um, Places that will do those audio transfers for you. If you have old audio cassettes or video of any format, you can send these away. They'll transfer them digitally and and get them. So they, loved, they're they're expensive, but you can do that. I loved mini disc format for yeah. the longest time. And it made my when I was doing radio production and and things like that. It was great. So I, I have a number of players. Uh, let's see. Let me go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, Vert to Perk. Yeah, totally, man. Hey! Love that mug. What's up, Dave? Oh, a new one. Sorry, too soon. Um, I just want to preface this story by saying I save everything. Um, 57 years old, I have all four hub, hubcaps from my first car. Wow. My attic is filled with everything. Okay. And and so when I was, um, like, in my 20s, I went and visited um, my house where I was uh, just had moved out. And I noticed that my parents didn't save pictures real well. They were just all over the place in boxes and all that. So in the attic, I went through all the pictures of me, and just selfishly, I guess, and put them in a box and put them aside. So it was all like from when I was a baby, when I was a kid growing up, everything that I did. And um, and then the next time I went to the attic to see my dad, who doesn't save anything, tossed a lot of stuff out, including that box. <sighs> so there are no pictures. There's one baby picture of me, and then there's no the next picture I'm in my 20s. Oh, so man. No- like Jesus. Yeah, that's Dude. it. There's hardly any pictures of Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that horrible? I don't exist. Yeah. I mean, maybe I deserve it. All of your developmental years, like Jesus, just don't exist. <laughs> There's one picture of Jesus on the back of a speedboat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Love you guys. All right, All right man. Dave. Yeah, the pictures it. are a whole other realm, too. Like, oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it would... It's a good idea to to chronicle those digitally. I, I, that's something I eventually should do. Yeah, as you said, there are a number of services that'll do that for. Yeah. Or you can actually purchase it if you want to go through the, the process yourself. You can purchase a converter for your home. It's lengthy, but yeah, you can go through all that stuff. Uh, let me see here. We got to take a break here in a moment, but I'm going to go to a couple more calls if I can. I'm going to go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's good. up, man? 
Hey, so um, I was in the Navy at the time, was home on leave, uh, visiting my sister, and she told me she had my, my grandpa's World War II dog tags. Oh, uh-huh, wow. Was a very uh, cool thing to have for uh, my, my shadow board that I have at home. Uh, so she gave them to me. Uh, later, I had them kind of in my pocket all day. Went to a grocery store, took my keys out of my pocket to lock my car, and I heard tink, tink, splash. They went down a drain uh, in the parking lot. Did you, did you attempt to retrieve them? I looked down, and there was just dark water down there. There was just no no chance at picking them up. They were, just, so, they were gone. Brian, was the water was flowing? It was moving? It was moving, uh, yeah, enough, and yeah. I think I'd those. take a shot at it. So would I. I would have tried. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I hate to say this, but you betrayed your grandfather. <laughs> oh, stop it. No, 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 no. No, listen. A lot of times in a drain like that, you don't know where it's putting out. There'd be no, I mean, you, you know, you could go, you could actually end up getting killed if you tried to, to yeah. do something. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm, I'm still afraid of the clown from it. So, uh, <laughs> man, you got to consider much. those damn clowns. Thanks, Brian. I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, that's that sucks. You know, he had mentioned uh, Brian had mentioned a shadow box. And yeah, I've done a couple of those. I'm going to continue to do more. That's part of why I'm saving some of this stuff because I think it'll it'll make for nice artwork eventually. You do collages and, and shadow boxes and stuff like. Do you that. do them yourself, or do you pay someone to do them? I do them myself. I, yeah. I have paid to get them done, like some bigger ones. Yeah, uh, but I've. Um, do you nail the balls right on them? Uh, nail the balls. <laughs> the balls. Oh, the balls. <laughs> you nail your balls. But uh, no, but I've, I've done some myself, and and uh, I think I will continue to do it that way. In fact, I've saved a lot of radio stuff, like all of the the laminates uh, from MMRBQs and the um, uh, cardboard classic, right. and all these events that we do. I save all those. I'm eventually I'm going to put those into a collage of some type. Uh, same That's thing with awesome. like T-shirts and things along those lines. Marissa making... did all that too, right? She's got basically every single ticket stuff from any event she's ever been to. Oh, that's all. Yeah, that's right. We saw you showed us some pictures, right? Hang on. Go ahead. I may have brought them in. I also have the laminates to press, and I saw one that was a uh, a friend of ours in radio had done one, and it was probably eight foot tall with all of her laminates in it. But Ooh. it was so cool. That's very cool. So I want to do that. Um, all right, one more. Uh, Mike's been on hold for a while, so let me go to him. Hey, Mike, what's up, bud? Hey, Bert to Bert. Bert. <laughs> There's a new Bert phrase. We're treading the line. What's up, Mike? Hi. Uh, so I, I was about seven, eight years old. Um, my grandfather, he, you know, made, like, model planes. I'm talking, like, the big ones that you could put a motor in and would actually fly. They're made of, like, the balsa wood and stuff. Oh, sure, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, the RC. Yeah, so he... He passes away about January 96, and I had this space next to my bed, between my bed and the window. It's about three feet wide, and the plane fit in there. I wanted to keep it close to me, and, you know, being an idiot, I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. I put my foot straight through this plane. Oh, Oh, man. My dad had to throw it away. There was just no saving it. No kidding. There's no repair work that could have been done on that. No, and, I, you know, I've been... You know, tall all my life, so I had about a size thirteen foot at that time. Then I put it right through it. Yeah. And you were just a kid; you were like seven or eight years old with a thirteen yeah. foot. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that only seven years old. <laughs> that sucks. And and for the parent, for your dad, I'm sure he was angry with you, but you're only seven yeah. or eight years old. You know, so and he had told me he said, "Put this up. Don't put it there. Don't put it there." I'm like, oh. "No, I want it here." And then, boom! Right. I would have said. 
I'm going to hang on, and in yeah. 10 years, I'm going to beat your ass. Right, right. I can't right. do it right now. <laughs> I'm going to open hand hit you now. We're gonna, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. going to throw down in 10 years. <laughs> and maybe 11 when you're 18, but <laughs> right. wow, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's it, when you lose something, thanks for the call, by the way. When you lose something that is sentimental, has that value, it just it stings. And I was... I was it, it ruined my day. It ruined the of rest course. of that day when I broke my little Bob the Builder bowl. Well, but, you know. but I have loads of other things that I have kept, so it's not like that was the one thing. But that was the bowl that lasted the longest. That was the last one of Is them. Is there a second in line? Still used it. I, I have, yeah, I have a Thomas the Tank Engine Don't plate. Don't move it. <laughs> yeah, right? Don't move it. I have a small Thomas the Tank Engine plate. <laughs> okay. Um, if you break that one, you're going to be so cross. Uh, yes, uh, just like Percy. <laughs> yeah. <Just> cross. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyhow, we're, thank you for the calls. I appreciate it. I do feel a little bit better. We're going to take a break, so stay with us. Free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. Casey, a quick text here says, "Hey, Casey, saw your Sunset Lake pick. Is Rita's open? They great breakfast sandwiches. Oh. Uh, yes, Rita's is open, oh. and uh, this isn't Rita's water ice. No, no, no. It's okay. Rita's, just a little corner store on uh, New Jersey. No, yeah, New Jersey, and uh, I think maybe Atlanta. Whatever. Uh, but yes, they're open. Casey took me by Sunset uh, Lake." Uh, or I was down the shore. My uh, family and I went down there just for two days. And uh, so we went to Casey's neighborhood. How'd you like it? Drove, it's beautiful. It's excellent. So he took me by Sunset Lake, which I had never been by. And that's gorgeous. It's a great spot to go and yeah. watch the sunset. And they got like a nice little park and set up. And people will go there and watch the sunset. And, you know, definitely, you know, crowds show up. But it's not overcrowded, you know, especially at this time when you know, people are trying to avoid, you know, mass gatherings or whatever. And it's just a great spot to watch the sunset over the lake and the marshes and everything. Is that considered Wildwood Crest or is that considered Wildwood? No, that's Wildwood Crest. So everything that is south of basically Cressy Avenue is Wildwood Wildwood Crest. Cressy is the monster that is supposed to live inside the lake, right? Exactly, yeah. So, uh, That's so, Nessie. Oh, so uh, Cressy <laughs> to basically up to like 26th Street is Wildwood proper. And then 26th all the way down to Anglesey is North Wildwood. Okay. Yeah. I was just happy because on my way home... I have uh, I now have uh, enough drivers in my family where I didn't have to drive, <laughs> so you could cry in the back seat. I could cry <laughs> in the back seat, which is wonderful, and I let my son drive. No, but it, it got me to thinking that uh, that story we had a little while ago of the grandmother <laughs> who set the grandson on lap on the lap, thirteen years old. Which, by the way, a thirteen year old is pretty good sized kid usually sitting on your lap. Yeah, the grandmother driving fifty eight. The grandson's thirteen, sitting on her lap while they're driving. Yes, if you're thirteen, I mean, if you're, it's wrong on every level. You shouldn't be doing. Yeah, it. yeah. but you shouldn't also. You're just probably too big to be. You, you, we passed the point of sitting and driving on the lap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, and ended up running over five people in the process of it. Uh, how did you learn to drive? My dad. Way? Yeah. My dad took me out. My mother took me out a couple of times. Uh, I was, I was, uh, my dad was, my dad was good. He could be short tempered, uh, but he was good. But it was predominantly my dad. We went to a industrial park and drove around. And, Were you and, 16 or? I was, uh, we started when I was 15, just yeah. a little bit of practicing. And then when I got my learner's permit, we went 
hardcore and, and did the deal. I, I've actually talked to a few people in the past couple of years who have taught their children to drive even before they were 15. And at first I thought, well, the only thing that really held any sort of like weight with me was, oh, I need to teach them to drive just in case there's an emergency, right? And they're the only one that can get so-and-so to a hospital, right? That's the only thing that actually, they're like, no, we we just felt like they should. Is there a number you can call? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But they, um, I see them driving around um, the cemetery. That because there's like little roads and stuff like that. Oh, you're you oh. teaching people to drive? Uh-huh. I don't know if I'd take somebody around Ooh, a cemetery. cemetery. 14, 15 years old. Because we, you veer off the road a little bit and you're running over tombstones. You can only drive so fast there too, right? So you, you've got to go 10 to 15 miles per hour. There oh. are little roads and side streets. And, yeah. yeah. Okay, I can see that because there's actually like, like you could say, hey, stop at this intersection. Because when you go to a parking stop lot. Stop at this funeral. <laughs> well, when you're at a yes. parking lot, you're just kind of like driving with nothing around your parent may say like hey pretend like there's somebody and make a left turn and you're not really there's no actual road so i like a cemetery cemetery, cemetery. Wait, no i don't right, no, so there's a procession coming now yeah, remember down. they have the right away their lights are flashing Honk right. Horn. right i just it, i'm making a left i said the risk versus reward is not great enough and if it works out poorly mm-hmm. you're right where you're going to need to be buried by the way yeah. have you guys ever accidentally pulled into a wedding or i mean a uh, a, funeral a funeral procession. procession i hate it i well i mean not just having one that you're waiting to go by but you don't realize it's a funeral procession <laughs> i did and there's a little <laughs> gap and you pull in you're like oh my god Uh-oh. i'm actually in this now yeah uh yeah and then it occurs to you What's with this effing traffic? Yeah. Why are they going so slow? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, or, I, actually, around here, it happens quite frequently because we have a, uh, a large Laurel cemetery, cemetery. Right, right down the yeah. road here. So my, my question, though, though, is sometimes, you know, uh, well, most of the time, they will have the right of way going through a red light. Right. And you are not necessarily aware. If there's no police escort, you're not necessarily aware that that's what's going on. I have this, and that was a liability. Like the D-bag. Yeah. yeah. You know. But, Preston, you raise a good point. What better way to learn how to drive than <laughs> driving along with the funeral procession? <laughs> True. Because you can get out on the road. You get to run all the lights. You don't have to put your sign up that I'm a student <laughs> driver. Have yeah. you ever been in a funeral procession on an actual highway? Oh, yes. That scares me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the and, Long Island Expressway. I was and in. we've gotten uh, separated from it. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't know you ended going. up at the wrong funeral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? But yeah, Who's we, Morty? Uh, we Not that long ago, we were in one that was... Uh, on a highway. Had to get on to the Blue Route. Yeah. I, 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 let me ask you. So so obviously, with the, not to go off on a tangent here, but yeah. with those funeral processions, you get, the, you get this, the, the thing, the magnetic thing you put on the car, your blinkers are going. Um, and that's more for residential going through life, say, like going down City Line here or whatever. But on, on the highway, there's no... There's, you just have to kind of hang together. You're yes. not afforded any extra consideration on a highway. You have to keep up. I mean, that's that's yes. just straight up. Like you, um, you know, it's, everyone can go a hundred. Yeah. No. Well, you got to you got to put the flashers on. You have to put the flashers on. And then, but you got to you got to keep the group together. You yep. have to you got to you got to. As I say to my sons yeah. when they were learning driving, like close that gap. <laughs> close right. that gap. I hate that. Oh, okay. If, if they're following, following somebody, somebody, close, close the, damn the gap. gap. I can't stand. I, I like when I'm. Uh, I'll follow you. Oh no! Yeah, yeah I know. I don't know. follow me. Yes. And guess don't, what? You're uh, now. I have to constantly be looking back. Yeah. And you're going to slow down for that yellow. You should have just gone through, aren't yeah. you? you need every a, goddamn time. You got a phone zip yeah, yeah, on yeah. it. 
Use it. Put the address right. in there. And then follow also, me. if I'm turning, right, so if you're following me and I'm turning left, I'm making that turn because I have made the judgment that you can make the turn as well, okay? Yes. So if I've made this turn, make the goddamn turn as yeah. well, yeah. right? Because now... But you always have to consider... No, I And I am over. very considered that. Yeah. I stay in the slow lane uh-huh. unless I have to pass. And I make sure there's enough room to pass and all of this stuff. And you're like, oh, my God, just use your GPS. And by the way, going back to the original conversation, I learned to drive by myself because there was... I used to, when I went to mass in, in, high, when I went to mass in high school, uh, I would get dropped off. And I would act like I was going into Mass, and then I would just kind of hang outside the church. And there were a couple other riffraff that would hang outside the church as well. And one of those riffraffs would just hand me his keys, and I would just go drive around the neighborhood. Hey, not so much into this guy thing, I am. Wait a minute. So so the riffraff you're speaking of yeah. had a driver's license and a car? Yeah, the riffraff you know, was four years older than me. There's okay. always a, like a seamier group of people hanging outside the church. <laughs> well, so... You had different levels of riffraff, right? So some of the riffraff would go and stand in the back of the church, right? We're like, I'm not sitting down. Back of the church riffraff. (laughs) And then you had me and some other people who would hang outside the church smoking cigarettes. Encouraging illegal driving. Encouraging illegal driving. So this guy, he would like, yeah, here, you know, take, I wish I could remember. It was like an Oldsmobile. A light blue, gigantic boat of a car, and he was like, "Here you go." So just out of the blue, you're you're sitting there, and he says, "Would you like to drive?" No, my I car? think I asked him okay. first. I asked him first, and I got to tell you, maybe the first or second time I did it, I came cruising into the parking oh, lot, no. and I went to go park behind this car, and I hit the gas instead of the brake, and oh, I God. came within inches. I mean, just <laughs> inches of slamming so, into this car. There was no supervision. You were in the car by yourself. All by myself. I was like 15. 15 years old? Yeah. And was had you ever driven before? Never. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Well, go-kart. Go-kart. All right. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good entree yeah. into driving. Go-karts and golf carts. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah, wow. that seems rather uh, dangerous. We've seen a few. I've seen a few texts come across of people who did learn to drive in the cemetery. The which cemetery. Is yeah, um, that, I don't like that I'd at like all. I'd like to hear about that. 215-263-WMMR if you were one of those that uh, that learned to drive in a cemetery. My guess is you're you're a, a the, an incredibly slow driver if you learn to drive in the cemetery. But Marissa's right. I mean, they, they do have streets, right? So rather than being in a parking lot. We're on and, death and, lane right now. And, and faking like. Make a ma- ride onto rigor mortis. <laughs> And faking like you have to make a left into like traffic or or whatever, you're actually turning on into I, onto another street. I guess well, I used the high school because that has intersections and parking lots and all that stuff. Uh, industrial okay. industrial parks, sure. Because you you have the there there are there are streets and 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 yeah, but cemeteries aren't that busy. They're they're really not that busy. You might like <laughs> that cemetery's hopping. Well, my cemetery is hopping. St. Peter and Paul is a huge cemetery. It's, I mean, people are dying to get in. Yeah, people, it's all the rage. And you might have, like, maybe three burials going on at the same time. Man, they're, they're rack them, stack them, and pack them. Yeah. yeah, there's hours for cemeteries, like Saturday mornings, mornings during the week. Because it's funny, you said that there's a lot of times. And I was like, I, I rarely run into a cemetery because I guess there's not that many funerals at, like, 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, they right? discount right. They go off, off hours. I think I, I I don't I don't know how it works, but I know that I see a, a ton of them in this general area. Uh, that's a good question. Are there regular cemetery hours? 
Well, well you funerals. figure, yeah, funerals are funerals. usually morning. Yeah. Either early or late morning. Don't they have a slot morning. in the door if it's after hours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are usually in the morning. You're right. Slide the coffin through the door. Uh, hang on. Let me get uh, get a couple of first-time drivers here. I'm going to go to Mike. Hi, Mike. You're on the air. Uh, in the air. Good morning, sir. Hello, you guys. Work. Oh, yeah, thanks, you man. work, dude. What's up? Uh, not much. I, I learned to drive really, really young age. I mean, when I was three years old, my dad had me on his lap to drive around. My dad wasn't the you know, kind of guy that would follow too many laws and he'd do whatever he wanted. So uh, <laughs> yeah. we, were down, <laughs> we were down at the Spectrum. I, I was 11 years old. It was an Aerosmith concert. Him and his buddies, uh, like, smoke angel dust. So they would do that. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. Hey, Just hang back on. a little bit. Yeah, you yeah, were smoking on. angel dust? They were. Yeah, oh, they I'm were. with me. I wasn't. I was only 11. So. <laughs> I was you don't do that until you're driving. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was driving. I was 11. I couldn't right. be smoking angel dust. Come on. Get real. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, there's, there's countless stories. I'm going for days. Me driving at a very young age. I'm 30, 36 now. I drove in a blizzard in 93. So I was 10 years old. Oh. Uh, my dad's pushing uh, pushing us up the block. We're stuck. I mean, I'm driving. I mean, there, there's so many stories. Everybody so, so, but, but like you know, the uh, down by down by the the sports complex. I think that's another place you what you're looking for. That's why I I sort of bristle at the notion of a cemetery. You're looking for the least amount of things you could potentially collide with. Mike, is your oh, we just lost him. I wonder if his dad was still alive, smoking angel dust, and having his 11 year old drive or not. Uh, I'm gonna go to Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Get to you, Lauren. All right, so you did learn to drive in a cemetery? I did. It's actually uh, almost like a family tradition. Um, my mom learned to drive in a cemetery, too, um, by her friend Tommy. Um, yeah, so... What, in, mom- in the, the same, same cemetery, Lauren? Which one was it? No, uh, it's actually... I, I forget the name of it. I think it's... Um, I live up in Feasterville, so it's... I think it's King David Memorial Park or something like that. Okay. No, she went to drive in a Philly cemetery. I don't know which one that was. All right. Um, well, if the Philly cemeteries have the angel dust, so that's why. You know, <laughs> uh, her philosophy is the worst thing you're going to hit is a tombstone, so nobody's going to get hurt, right? <laughs> so, like, so I learned how to reverse. I learned how to drive. I learned, like, and all the all the paths are really narrow, so you have to be really accurate with how you drive. And I guess in a memorial park too, as I say, they don't have the big headstones; they're just right, the flat right. ones. So you could drive all over those. Right dead over there, no problem. Yeah, you wouldn't have any real problem with your car. Yeah, wow. nothing like yeah, a, no, no problems really like that. Um, doing donuts over tombstones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was nothing. Honestly, it wasn't really that bad. I don't. I think that honestly, when I have kids, I'm going to teach them how to drive in a cemetery too. Really? Okay. All right. Would you let me ask you one quick question, Lauren? Would you consider yourself a slower driver, like a are you a more cautious driver because you learned in a cemetery? Uh, absolutely not. Um, I've gotten into a few accidents. Um, but I will say that I do think it's helped me learn how to drive through Philly better because Philly has a lot of narrow roads. Oh. Um, so I've le- I feel like I've learned how to navigate, especially like the uh, near Broad Street and stuff. All the side roads are really, really narrow. All right. Okay. All right. I, I didn't think about that point. Thanks, Lauren. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're usually pretty narrow yeah. paths that you have to drive to. And you got to negotiate the mourners. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it helped her, like, cope with loss, you know? Right, right. Yeah. You were seeing it as you're driving. You learned that the repercussions of driving uh, unsafely could be your own death. Let me go to Jen. Jen, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Carson Daly is a tool. <laughs> no, wow. wow. Very old. Very yes, old thank school. You. What's up, Jen? Um, my dad is a former police officer, and he taught me how to drive his Ford F-150 pickup truck in a cemetery. And to Lauren's point, it's so 
uh, they're already dead, so I can't hurt anybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, let me ask you, did, did he specifically say to you the best place to learn is a cemetery, and did he give a reason, or was that just the most convenient to, to where you were? Yeah, no, so um, where I grew up, we actually, uh, my parents lived right down the street from the largest uh, active cemetery, the, the oldest active cemetery in the United States, Eglinton Cemetery in South Jersey. Wow. And it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's really big. They have, like, the bar- different mausoleums. It's been around since, like, the late 1700s. Okay. So there's it's lots of winding roads, trees, and everything else. Oh, it's beautiful. I have a parallel park there. Yeah. And I can parallel park like a beast. And I, my first car was a Buick LeSabre, <laughs> and I can parallel park that thing, like, no problem. All right. I mean, honestly, driver. Like, Thanks, Jen. learning to parallel park between tombstones is probably a, a, you know, a good skill. I hate cemeteries. I can't stand them. I just uh, the, the the thought of all those corpses weirds me out uh, but do they make you uneasy yeah they make you uneasy yeah, yeah yeah but as a kid we used to go to the cemetery all the time yeah to play to feed the ducks because oh. they had a pond it was up by my grandparents zombie had, ducks they had a pond that was filled with ducks and we would take bags of bread huh. and we go out there and it was our thing can we go feed the ducks and we would go to the cemetery it was just our we'd just go spend time there i like i like like historical cemeteries and i you know they they're well that's yeah that's different that's I, a little the, different the, for me one of the weirdest cemeteries is the cemetery right next to bob's the uh, the, the diner in uh roxborough oh yeah yeah, yeah. that oh. one seems like well, a haunted house cemetery like well, you see no, like, because movies. you're sitting there having, having eggs. Your, your tuna melt <laughs> and looking at buried bodies i mean the, I, right out I remember the window. that right out the window yeah. i sat there and the tuna melt wasn't even thing. that good it wasn't, it wasn't that good it wasn't <laughs> worth it and their breakfast is delicious i'm right sure that everything else on the menu i've yet to find a good diner tuna melt anyway <laughs> That's another story. I'm going to go. God damn it. I'm going to go to Michelle. Yet he still tries. Hi, Michelle. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey. Hey. Yes. What's up, Michelle? Hey, so I'm one of six kids, and my dad taught all six of us in the cemetery across from O'Hara. And he always said, the only reason I'm here is because there's stop signs. And the people are already dead. You can't go wrong. It's a big cemetery. It is a big cemetery. <sighs> yeah. That's, I had no idea. We're looking at all the closets. Cemetery after cemetery after but cemetery. Like, I, listen, I, I I understand. I really do understand. You know, take, I just don't understand taking anybody there to learn how to drive before they even have a learner's permit. I, I, the, again, the risk versus reward to me is well, not worth it. Agreed. Now they, they kind of take that stuff a little bit more seriously. Back in back in my day, <laughs> um, you, you know, before you were 16 and before you had a learner's permit, I think the parents felt it was it would be a good idea to get a, a head start. But yeah. now the kids are also waiting longer to, to, to get their licenses. A good portion that I encounter anyway are waiting past 16 and 17. So, we, we, talked about, we talked about how there are a lot of kids yeah. who have no active desire to get their learner's permit or get their license. Like, it, it, that was... That was it. That was a pivotal moment in your in your adolescence, and now it doesn't seem to be such a big thing. Hang and and smoking angel dust. Hang, hang on here. <laughs> Let me go to... Let me go to Rob. He is with the Union, the Fire Association. That's the fire department down the street here in Balakinwood. Oh, oh excellent. Yeah. Hey, uh, Rob, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. Nah, no such thing. What's up, bud? Hey, so we take the fire trucks when we're, we're teaching our firefighters how to drive to uh, West Laurel Hill down the street uh, and drive the apparatus through there. You're driving full fire trucks through the cemetery? Yeah, yeah. And okay. A lot of great tight turns. And, yeah, yeah, Rob, there. I've it, never. In a lot of trouble. I've never driven in it. I drive by it every day on my way to work. 
But and on my my GPS, it comes up. It looks like it has the twistiest, windiest <laughs> turning lanes you're going to find anywhere in there. Yeah, yeah, and you can definitely get yourself caught in a corner and then have to back up quite a ways too. Okay, great practice for the fire apparatus for when we have to to back out of tight spots. Rob, when you get back to the firehouse, do you sometimes have to clean the corpses out of the axles? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, definitely, definitely out of the tires at least. <laughs> I mean, I now I'm seeing the um, the idea behind it okay. because you're you're if the goal is to make you a precise driver. I always thought be away from stuff you could hit, but you're saying if you learn to drive in a more confined space, obviously with what you need to do with the trucks, it's going to make more sense. So now I get it. Um, yeah, exactly. Rob, by the way, have you ever driven by an active funeral in the fire truck? And has anyone done the horn honking pull down <laughs> arm signal for you as you're doing that? Yeah, uh, actually, yes. Oh we my try god! To go at off hours. Uh, um, yeah, you do that <laughs> instead of the regular side with the. <laughs> That's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, Rob, is, is, does the cemetery, uh, you guys have, like, an agreement to do that? Yeah, they're great supporters. Okay. They've been supporters of the fire companies in Lower Marion Township for, for a great many years. So okay. they're, they're very welcoming to us. To come well, that, to kudos to you guys if we're working. At, you know what? I, I yeah, wonder. That's I, interesting. Now Thanks, I kind of want to drive. When I go to get my mana pies, I go over to the cemetery over here. And, uh, you know, the man has the, for before Thanksgiving. Yeah. They just uh, set up in front they, of the they, they, they bury him with the bodies. No. Oh. no what you, they do is, is they, right in the, uh, where they have the wake, the actual okay. uh, uh, deal there. But you can drive around. And they, there are, it seems to be miles of curvy roads with stop signs. Right. So what everyone's saying does make sense. Yeah. Do you guys, all right, so what is it called? Is it called like a, not a farmer's license. Is it called a farmer's license? Where I don't know. The, people on farms uh, are driving at like 14 years old. Oh, okay. I see what you're I've saying. I've never heard of a license for that, but yeah, my my when I was a kid, <laughs> my friend Bubba, I lived in South Carolina. They had you know acres, yeah. loads of acres, like like fifty acres worth of land, and he would take. And his dad had all these you know piece of junk cars and stuff like that. They were they were kind of why wouldn't you? They were very rural. Yeah, and uh, and we would take at at like I was in like fourth fifth grade. Oh my god! And get behind the wheel of a truck. With an on the column, three on the tree, three on the tree, uh, manual <laughs> transmission, and we would drive that thing around. That's why kids out in them bum f, you know, yeah. South Carolina become race car drivers. Yeah, that's how NASCAR came about. Exactly. Yeah. So we used to do that, man. It was that's crazy. We didn't have any farmers' license though, or anything along those I lines. I think you're talking in, a, in an unofficial, right? There's no, there's no. Mm. You don't go fill out documentation for. I think you're saying you're if you're on the farm, oh, you can right. drive. Somebody texted in and said farm tags. I have heard of farm tags okay. before. Now, I don't know if that means you can be 13, 14 years old. It's a skin situation a farmer driving. gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Being out in the sun too much, you get, get farm, farm tags. tags. Uh, interesting. Question with our guest coming up, Joe. Is he on a... He's uh, not... Well, he strict. shouldn't be on a tour. All right. I want to go to one more call, okay. and then we're going to have to take a break. But I want to go to uh, Jesse. Hi, Jesse. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, bitches? Yo, bitch. <laughs> what's going on, Jesse? <laughs> Cemetery Driving 101. Um, I learned to drive at Holy Sepulcher uh, Cemetery, which is right on Cheltenham Avenue in between, like, Mount Airy and uh, the Montgomery County border. Okay. And um, my dad taught me stick there. At least he thought he was teaching me how to drive for the first time because I was kind of like Casey. I was one of, one of those uh, church parking dwellers. <laughs> you hung out with those. The riffraff. The riffraff riff 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 outside the church, yeah. 
I just wanted to add, it is you're you're out there on the element. You know, there's there's like the elements are there. Like you have the road. It's a little smaller road, like that one caller said. Um, I honestly feel like I'm a really good driver. I drive a little fast, but like I I'm good because of it. And uh, I taught my brother brother to drive there. And to be completely honest, when I'm out on my motorcycle, sometimes I'll just cruise through the, the cemetery parking, just like going slow, but just cruise through there and just kind of remember. My fries are done. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think what the deal is is that um, I, I see it now. I wonder if the cemeteries themselves sort of um, bristle at the idea of people coming in and practicing in, in, in a place where you're supposed to be contemplative yeah. and you know mm. hanging with your deceased <laughs> loved ones. Well, the other thing is there's not people crossing the street. There's not cars. You know, you're not really going to. That's true. Danger. And someone's kind of, you know, I'm not by myself. My dad was there. Someone was coming. You know, he's like, all right, pull over. You know, that kind of thing. And you can kind of avoid, like, if you see a funeral procession or a burial going on, you can you can see that and and maybe not drive past that and turn it. Drive on the grass. Yeah. 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 Light him up, son. <laughs> I saw my brother there, and he's a really good driver, and we all we we owe it to cemetery driving. Okay, nice. All right, Jesse, thanks, man. I I was not aware of that uh, uh, of that situation. Why aren't there driving schools that advertise? Yes, <laughs> you, you get a cemetery course. Uh, by the way, Casey, here's a text from somebody says I'm seeing a number of things come in. It says uh, you can get a farmer's driver's license at the age of 15 in New Jersey. Farmer tags are for your vehicle. They have nothing to do with the driver. Farmer tags exempt you from paying highway use tax. So there's a legitimate uh, learner's permit that you can get if you live on a farm. Well, I don't know. Uh, and I think you can only that text. you can only drive on the farm. Like uh, I don't. Yeah, I, fifteen I don't years okay. and up for farmer tags have to be on farming business while driving car. Include air brake trucks too. What about a cemetery I license? Know. I don't know. We have to hear. I don't know. I can only drive in cemeteries. Wow, interesting. Okay, well, anyhow, bottom I, line is, don't sit on your grandmother's lap <laughs> and while she's drunk and you're 13 years old because you'll end up running over five people. That's what happened in Tennessee. We were doing that story in the Bizarre File. And don't smoke angel dust while driving around the spectrum. Yeah, don't let your dad smoke <laughs> angel dust while you're driving at 11 around the spectrum. <laughs> Thank you for your calls. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment or two. Uh, stay close because we will not be going long. Love Preston, Steve, and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Did you know you can earn rewards just by shopping at Acme? Download the Acme mobile app and redeem your reward points for discounts on gas at participating Exxon Mobil stations or for free groceries. Plus, get personalized deals and digital coupons that are just for you. Download the Acme app or visit acmemarkets.com to sign up and save Acme, fresh foods, local flavors, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order by 5 p.m. Eastern Time today with free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, 
Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. The Bizarre File this morning presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings app and use code ROCK to get in on the action. I love this idea. A New Hampshire high school has come up with a unique way to hold its graduation ceremony in person during the coronavirus pandemic, and they are going to be using... A ski lift. Ski lift. That would work great. Kennett High School in Conway, New Hampshire will put its seniors on a ski lift with an empty seat left between each student so that they can get their diploma at the top of the mountain. That's amazing. The principal, Kevin Carpenter, said people will ride it up, get their diploma, and get a picture of them on top of the mountain. They'll go to a different place with a second photographer, and then they will get a pretty amazing backdrop. That's a great idea. Uh, The school plans to use the ski lifts at Cranmore Mountain nearby and have contingency plans in place for rain as well as alternatives for those who don't want to ride in the chair. Uh, Students who don't want to chair. uh, Students who don't want to take the lift. Get in the chair. uh, To the summit. Get in the goddamn chair. Can be presented with their diploma at the base of the mountain. Uh, The experience riding up, uh, uh, Carpenter said, the diploma presentation, photo, and ride down should take about 30 minutes per student. Uh, the 2020 graduating class at the school is made up of 172 students, and there will also be a safe, socially distanced parade of cars to celebrate after the graduation. That's a pretty fun idea. Love it. Love I like it. it. Yeah. Lemonade from lemons. All right, here's the story I was looking for earlier. There's more to add to the list of the invasive species you just found out about and already don't like. Georgia officials are working to completely eradicate a lizard, they say, poses a major threat to some of the state's native wildlife, and it's not just like a little gecko-type thing. Oh, you kidding me? The Argentine black-and-white tegus, and the lizard can grow about four feet in size. And this is in Georgia? And can eat just about anything they want. I'm yes. here to make love to your wife. Uh, according to the department's website, tegus will eat the eggs of ground-nesting birds, including quail and turkeys. I will eat them all. And other reptiles such as American alligators and gopher tortoises... Both protected species. Not the gopher tortoise. Uh, They can also eat fruit, vegetables, pet food, and small animals, including grasshoppers and gopher tortoises. So also mid-sized cars. Yeah, they're looking for the uh, the black and white tegus. So how do they? Any efforts to control this thing? I don't know. I don't know yet. Can we stick the murder hornets on them? They're putting the word out. Who knows? A barely legal display was set up on a residential lawn to celebrate Morgan Shelton's 18th birthday, and Twitter has been having a field day with it. The lavish setup consists of a giant 18th sign, as well as a happy birthday banner with candles, various bows, and what appear to be cardboard balloons. What do you think it is? No, I saw this. It's amazing. So the festive decorations are covered with glitter and bright colors set against the green lawn. However, none of the signs... Uh, is attention as is attention grabbing as the name of the birthday girl herself, which is Morgan. Now it's spelled her. She spells her name M O R G Y N. Right. The M and N in her name are uh, bedazzled silver, while the rest of the letters are stark black. So, due to this interesting choice color, the display appears to read the word orgy at first glance <laughs> to onlookers. The I love that. 18 and the decoration resembling a plus sign together resemble the characters for 18 plus orgy drew some comments. Thank you, Daddy. A photo of the display has since gone viral with commenters leaving sarcastic comments or just flat out laughing at the flub. Apparently, Morgan Shelton was just as shocked by the sign. Morgan's mom was even more shocked 
Uh, Holly Shelton said the display wasn't even what she had uh, had ordered for her daughter's birthday in the first place. She said, we agreed to only get black letters. When I got home, uh, it wasn't just black letters, though. Upset by the design, <laughs> Holly said she didn't want to bother the woman she ordered it from, seeing as she was really busy. So, But it looks like it just is 18-plus orgy on the front yard. It's great. Uh, a U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers in Harrisburg agreed with the Pokemon slogan, Gotta Catch Em All, when they seized more than 86,000 counterfeit Pokemon action figures. They say, if authentic, the figurines would have had manufacturers suggest a retail price of $604,000. Dear God, for counterfeit Pokemon? Yeah, while inspecting international parcels, May 4th, officers examined a shipment manifested as plastic furnishing articles that arrived from Hong Kong. The shipment contained 15 boxes that contained a combined 86,400 Pokemon toy action figures. Huh. Working with the trademark holder, they confirmed that the figurines were counterfeit. Uh, the CBP import specialist appraised the shipment at $603,000. Officers seized the shipment for violating U.S. intellectual, prop- inter- intellectual property rights. The parcel was de- destined to an address in Snyder County, Pennsylvania. The Snyder County. are small and pose a potential choking hazard for your children. Additionally, counterfeit toys tend to be coated in excessive levels of lead paint. So they got them. Well, a Florida man, Justin Musser, had a very legit reason for driving around with his penis out. Uh, he oh, as yeah? what is that? And as he pulled up next to a woman driving around Avon Park, Florida, a town right in the middle of nowhere, Florida. Let me guess, he had just purchased some fresh cheese slices. No, but his excuse was, it gets hot and he needs to air it out. Oh, oh. all right. Well, yeah, we're, it's Florida, right? It was 8 a.m. on a Monday, by the way. Yeah, and it gets pretty scorching at 8 a.m. You're better than that! If you're, if you're shocked by... <laughs> driving around with your, with your penis hanging out, letting people look at it. You're better than that. If That's not you. If you're, if you're shocked by this defense. Wrap uh, it up in cheese like regular people do. <laughs> you're better than that. Uh, they don't know Florida man very Driving well. Driving around showing people your pleasure yourself with slices of cheese. That's how you do it. That's how you win. But cheese? It sticks. <laughs> I didn't say you use Limburger. I said use something less aromatic. Like, like a Swiss cheese or a Monterey Jack or yeah. something like that. Right, 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 right. Even cheese with. Yeah. <laughs> you can do it smart. If you're shocked by this defense on a Florida man, you don't. <laughs> Be smart. You don't know Florida man. You drive very... around with your penis hanging out. Very well. There's some of the best defense attorneys out there. It turns out, according to Justin's Facebook page, that he studied law at Harvard, apparently. Oh. <laughs> When the detective looked over at Mosser as he was driving, his penis was exposed and he was trying to draw her attention to it. As the vehicles got side by side again, investigators said Mosser began pleasuring himself. When they pulled Mosser over to arrest him, he told detectives he often often drives with his penis exposed because he gets hot and airs it out. Uh, Mosser claimed he has done, <laughs> he's done this four or five times before to random women while driving down the road. And detective said he showed no remorse for his actions, by the no way. No remorse? No, none. <laughs> Officer Weston here, I saw you were pleasuring yourself. No remorse? <laughs> we know a few people who don't yeah. offer remorse. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Podcasts? 
Oh yeah, MMR's got them. There's the fun size and bizarre file editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. There are a lot of studies that are done all the time. And you know what? Most of those studies fill through an establishment known as the Just Saying Institute. The Just Saying Institute. The newly expanded campus now over 1,000 acres. Featuring a chariot track and the brand new Bunt Cake Museum. Nick Murphy is uh, traveling right now to see some uh, family, and uh, he sent me a picture yesterday, and it was in West Virginia, and it was a, and I've been through this town before, but I, I didn't realize he said the home of the Just Saying Institute, and it was Weston, Virginia. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, or was it West Virginia? Weston, West Virginia, or Weston, yeah. Virginia? Yeah, Weston, West Virginia. It, West Virginia. Isn't that yeah. Wheeling, Weston, Virginia? The uh... Yeah, so anyhow, uh, the Bill Weston wing of the Just Saying Institute. Sure. Uh, so, flirting. One of those things that can be a little hard to read, and there really hasn't been much scientific research on it, but University of Kansas researchers have now found that internal states, including being romantically or sexually interested in someone, can be conveyed to others non-verbally through facial expression. Oh, well, we're F now because everyone's wearing masks. Uh, yeah, it'd be a little bit harder yeah, to tell. Yeah, your, your flirt game has been dramatically reduced. I, I would agree. Uh, in other words, it says flirting works. But yeah, haven't we known this already? You can give someone or receive a look that is... You can you can get a pretty good idea of what the intent may be. Let me ask you how how would you assess your flirt game prior to or even now you fl- I flirt with my wife you flirt I flirt with your wife no the the uh, how is your flirt capability? Um, I, I I've always been disappointed in my own flirt game. Uh, I, I think I'm I'm great with women. I'm great talking to women. I've always never had an issue, you know, mm-hmm. um, meeting or, or dating or whatever throughout my life. I don't know how. Um, adroit my flirting game would be. Yeah, well, this is, I, and I think this is essentially just uh, without saying anything. Without though. saying anything. Playful, I usually unzip. Playful flirtation <laughs> is, is fun, and I'm, I, I think I'm pretty good at that. Sure, you know, like but, a knowing wink. But to flash someone a look. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's... Um, Kathy just vomited my game. I know, I threw a look. I decided to throw her a look that's, right there. She, she that's gagged. your flirting No, look. it is not. It was... No. That's a... No, I was suppressing a fart. <laughs> Joking. I was suppressing a fart. Flirting was my thing. That was like, I'd flirt all the way to, like, the front door and then go home. Oh, you're a tease. <laughs> that's a that's tease. not flirting. That's teasing. Yeah. 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 Sounds about right, though. So what... In, in, in a... And there's different levels, obviously, just as you said, the casual look, the conversation, you know, the, the flirting conversation... Um, you know, that, that sort of thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, you know what? It's fun. It's interesting though. The data shows that women are more effective than others in effectively conveying flirtatious facial cues. Right. While some men are better at recognizing these cues. Also, men were able to identify unique expressions as being flirtatious and differentiate from other similar facial expressions such as smiling. But what it doesn't, uh, explain in this study is, if this is along with conversation, or is it just a look from the, across the that's room? That's the key. So, because uh, I, I, I know cues that, like, when when a like if a, if a girl would would push her hair behind her ear and tilt her head when she was talking to you, yes, there are a couple things that I would look for. I would I wouldn't immediately disrobe if I saw these, but I but I would say, um, 
oh, okay, maybe the conversation or maybe this communication has entered another level. Yeah. And and I will look for visual cues. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. And I love it when people are oblivious to that, and you'll see this a lot in movies, and they'll go, dude, she was yeah. she was all over you. Uh-huh. And and they have, what are you talking about? I don't really know. And, and other people can pick up on those cues and point out to somebody, dude, she's interested in you. I can tell. I remember the, the, the a girl who was hardcore coming after me when I was just maybe 13, you know, 13, 14. And, um, and I didn't know, you know. You know what that was all about? Yes. And yeah. people were telling me, no, no. And you, mm-hmm. you're, you're not. And you're embarrassed and you don't know how to process it, you know. And then even still, it took a while to get used to, really? Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, The scientists say that after identifying the most recognized expressions of flirting, it can be a tool that sometimes clueless men can utilize in their quest about determining whether or not a woman is flirting with them or not. I think there a a woman is more uh, capable of flirting. A guy can quickly enter... Creepy, yes. uh, masher stage. Oh yeah, and and you've got to be careful of that. Yeah, because if a, I think from from a male perspective, if a woman is flirting with you, even if it's somebody you're not interested in, right, it's still kind of fun. It's fun, you know it's what I mean? Flattering, and it, yes, and uh, it's, it's innocuous. Yes, yeah. yeah. Whereas, uh, ladies, uh, if you can uh, comment on this, Kathy, if a guy is flirting with you and you're not interested. Even on a fun level, it can be, you know what I mean? Creepy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It can definitely be creepy. Sure. Okay. All right. But, I mean, I, I didn't, I also didn't, I never minded it. You know what I mean? Like, if, even if it just sparked up a conversation and there was, you know, uh, on my end, no intentions of anything, like, it's still, I don't know, nice to just talk to somebody and have somebody interested in you. Like, if a guy lowered down a, a flower in the basket into that hole well, in Well, listen, no, there, but there, there is, like, a... <laughs> Fine line of when it does turn over to creepy, and you're like, or if you give the cues, we're like, that was nice. Now I'm finished. Right. <laughs> Again, that is a huge mistake the guys make. Learn. You've got to learn to recognize the signs. The same signs that you're saying, okay, this is part of it. Uh, this is we have initiated flirtation. When that when the woman decides. It's all in your hands, honestly, in this case. I think, right? I mean, yeah. you can't. But there's a point where, right, Preston, wasn't it with you? Didn't you have to, like, go back over and over before Rochelle said yes? Like, there is a, yeah. you know, there is a point, too, where, like, you do want to, encur- like, you, you, you do. Keep- you don't want to get into restraining order level. Yeah. Right, right. Right, no so res- you, you, right. You, you, but, but yes. Don't that- climb in up a tree and through her window. Right. <laughs> so let me ask you, Press. You <laughs> got, as you were, some might do. Something's going to be left in the past. <laughs> <laughs> you were dismissed at first by your now wife yeah. and but there was something about her body language and the way she um acted with you that kept you coming back thinking okay she's saying one thing but i know she wants oh it. she will be mine <laughs> yeah no she no so, wants no i i didn't stalk her so so yeah. i i i asked her out it was healthy yeah i, I saying, asked yeah. her out she told me no and then over like two years I would just, I ran into her a couple mm-hmm. times, completely out of the blue, and hey, oh yeah, I remember you, blah, 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 this and that, and then it was like, finally, and I, and I just, each time I had seen her, I'm like, man, like, uh, I didn't have yeah. the balls to ask her out again, oh. but like, oh. uh, like two years later, I was drunk, <laughs> that I'm going for it, man. <laughs> that was in Missouri, yes, by the way. Yeah, you're right. The double deuce. Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah. So I eventually, you know, I, I I kind of just gave her my phone. No, and you did it. 
And I think also there's, if you watch it, like on the Goldbergs, I, uh, my life revolves around the Goldbergs, apparently. I reference a lot. But Lainey and uh, um, Barry have that sort of, he's persistent in, and she's saying no, but laying visual signs right. that I, I'm rebuffing you now, but keep at it. We'll yeah. see how we'll see how it proceeds. It's a it's it's a it's a bit of a tightrope that you walk. And yeah, you're going to stay persistent because persistent yeah. can, could or, end up in handcuffs, a stalker yeah, very yeah, yeah. easily, and you got to know when to go. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm this is not going anywhere. Yes, you, need, you, you need to go out that window. <laughs> uh, we have an anonymous caller. Somebody make up a name for this anonymous caller. Uh, uh, Beavis. All right, hi Beavis. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, bud? Well. You know, and I'm going to say before I say this, it's not so much anymore because I'm older and I have a lot more respect for women. But when I was younger, you know, you could just look at a person and tell whether or not you guys are just going to have some crazy wild sex that night. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, no. That, it's like a superpower. It's a gift. <laughs> so that's, as, as far as if you were an X-Man, you would be, that would be your power to determine immediately whether you were getting lucky. Steve, his name would be Pud. Yeah, yeah. Pud. Hey, Beavis. <laughs> the uh, Pud. Uh, are you or, or were you back in the day an attractive man? Yeah, I was. I consider myself still an attractive man, you know what I mean? Okay. But yeah, so I don't we don't know what that's like. <laughs> no, yeah, it's true. But I don't think it's absurd because we, we've, I think, at all different levels, Case, I mean, you you can. Yeah, but we've, like. We've all had experiences where you're like, okay, I I could pursue this easily. Yeah, yeah but I've never had that. There's somebody for everybody. There's somebody, yeah. yeah. I've never I'm had saying, the confidence I'm that Beavis has. I'm saying you're at a bar and you look across the room and you just make eye contact and you're like, you know what? It's going to be a goddamn good night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, Beavis, I, I never had that. But my buddy did. Like, dude, he every it was like I, I, for him, I, anytime he went out, somebody would throw themselves out. I'm gonna out. argue oh, yeah. this point. Yeah. I over the course of years on this show, women dig you, Casey. Yeah, well, listen, that's just because I'm uh on the radio. No. Um <laughs> no, but like listen before ten years, so that's probably why. Yeah, Casey, why? you were in the military for Thanks, ten years. Buddy. Okay. Listen, oh, I'm telling you from my years of experience of, you know, going to bars and parties and all this sort of stuff and being next to the guy who was attractive and handsome. Right. I mean, it, it just never happened for me, right? Like, the, when Could I got lucky. you get a date for my friend, Casey? <laughs> it was end of the night, like, college, like, looking, okay, let's do this again. Yeah, the you last know? one. Yeah. Yeah, let me pose a hypothetical to you. Would your would your approach or your confidence be different now, Say say you were to become single? Um, I mean, hmm. remove remove the marriage and, and all the the obvious realities of it. Maybe maybe a little bit more, just because I have uh, more like hindsight now, and uh, experience, and, and experience. I, I think just general confidence that but, that uh, breeds all sorts of. Oh yeah, you are more self possessed. There's a moment, you exude man. that that's attractive to people. Uh, listen, we are um, we are what we are, and and so uh, if women find us attractive, uh, God love them. But it, when when it happens, when there is that moment of flirtation, and they look at you, and you see that in their eyes, like that, like Beavis was describing, there is a palpable feeling in your gut, and you're like. Oh, I actually have a chance here. Well, yes. that and that is that is throughout our our genetic history, you know. As oh, I need to act on this to perpetuate the species. Yeah. Like like yeah. it goes all the way back to that. Is I cannot miss this opportunity. You know, it's funny because with my wife, I was not my wife's type. She was not my type. And then we literally over just working in in proximity, and and it worked in the most organic way <laughs> until we were like, 
Hey. Oh yeah. Hey. Yeah. I like this mixture. Right. And and uh and it, it worked. So, you know, it's it's a bizarre thing. There's no hard and fast rules. But like my wife will look at pictures of me back in the day, like high school pictures, and she'll go, I don't I don't get it. Like, why didn't you're so cute? Like yeah. not you're hot, you know. What happened? <laughs> yeah. But no, I just you know, I didn't like get chicks, you know, it yeah. just wasn't a thing that, that happened for me. So, so you might know? go to like where were you then? Yeah. Like, why weren't you around back then to make me feel that way? Oh, yeah. It's like the, the arsenal of a comic book and sci-fi hot nerd women now. Who are yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. That did not exist years ago. Mm. Uh, so, anyhow, women apparently are better at uh, conveying flirtatious facial cues. So, uh, work, on like your, work on your facials, guys. <laughs> the Just Saying Institute. <laughs> All right, let me Work see what else here. Their new Bud Cake Museum open on weekends. It's open on oh, the weekends. Man. Wow, okay. I want to go today. It's a soft opening. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> How about we move on to this? A study finds that people who showed disagreeable personality traits were not more likely to have achieved success than their more agreeable counterparts 14 years later. This is under the misconception that... You have to be aggressive and a, yeah. and a shark to get ahead. And being a bit of a jerk right. on occasion to you, get ahead you of can, work. You can do the same by being affable, amiable, and sakiable. Or better. Uh, University of California researchers note <laughs> that in news media and pop culture, the crueler traits of successful CEOs such as Steve Jobs, have been focused on, which has added to the belief that nice by, nice people finish last. Wait, S- Steve Jobs was cruel? Steve he, Jobs, he was cold, yeah. and he had some quirky things about him, and he was, yes, uh, he, he was known to be a, a difficult individual. Okay. He was a it, genius, but... Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. In that in that dynamic, Steve Wozniak, who was his sort of... He uh, was the nicer He was it? the nicer. Mm-hmm. Now, Steve Jobs had his nicer moments, but he was also the one who could say... Uh, we don't need you anymore. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, Lead study author Cameron Anderson adds, disagreeableness is a personality dimension that involves the tendency to behave in quarrelsome, callous, and selfish ways. In short, it involves being a jerk. They also found that disagreeableness is a stable personality trait, meaning people tend to stay that way through their lives. Uh, Anderson adds that when jerks end up in positions of power, they, they stay can, jerks. They can cause considerable damage to an organization. I and agree. That or, and that organizations should care about character just as much as they care about competence. We So when we came to, to MMR and it was Greater Media and then now Be- Beasley owns the company, we, we, have been, we have benefited from a lot of the higher-ups have been uh, really... Good and eat and good to work with. You know what I'm saying? And that's not I, true for all media. No, no, my God, no, yeah. no. And, and and I mean that that having come from the opposite, dramatically opposite, you appreciate it. Yeah, Steve, you referenced Goldberg's and a show that I watched is a Succession, and obviously it's based in fiction. But a lot of times those guys rise to the top by having it be a pissing contest. Yeah, right? like they have to be the jerk or the bigger jerk or out jerk the other guy in order right. to get ahead. But it seems like in the end, they're still miserable, you know, and, and I know that it's a fictional portrayal. But like with all that power, with all that success and all that money, um, it doesn't necessarily breed happiness. No. But here and here you're saying it, it, be, it, be, uh, it becomes sort of malignant in the company. Yeah. It can be. Yes, it seems it says they, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, the people with those traits were not more likely to have achieved success more success than their agreeable counterparts. Um, and that's over time. That's yeah. over a 13, 14-year 
prepared or something like that. And and listen, just yeah, and and I I was interested to see that uh, that essentially says once a jerk always a jerk. Yeah, which is you know I think you I, I, like I think you're gonna have a I think you're gonna have life switches. Yeah, I, and I was curious about that. I hope that that happens more often where people soften up a bit. And yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, it does yes, it I does. So. Well, it does. Where I think you'll you'll, you'll have stories. There, there are stories. I, I know even anecdotal stories. I've read biography uh, biographies of people who have had that moment where they. Oh, my God, I can be a better... Look at Oscar Schindler, for Christ's sake, one of the great, a war profiteer who turned around and helped, you know, so many Jews escape um, the, the, the Holocaust. Are those it, the guys the exceptions, though? You know, is, is yeah, the standard... Yeah, that's what I'm curious about, yeah. I, I, I think it's within all of us. I think there are many jerks, uh, a la Hitler and Stalin, who pretty much take jerks. Well, let's talk about jerk jerks, like yeah. uh, like not um, dictators and, and, yeah. uh, and stuff like that. But, like, think about... Um, Maybe like a couple of the biggest jerks that you went to high school with and, and if you've seen them lately and have they softened up or are they the exact same I just think, 20 years later? I don't know. Do, can you guys speak to that? I I've, I haven't. There's not enough of them that I've seen. Right. Well, I, I get away from them. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't I want have them time out. for jerks, man. Yeah, I don't I, want them in my life anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want them to to you know linger in my, even in my psyche. I don't right. want to think about. Do you it. think just life has a mitigating factor on that? That you you know you you I think there enough experience happens to you where you start to say, oh boy. Well, you would hope that like if life kind of chews you up and spits you out, it, it could do a couple of different things to you. You could either harden you right and it can make you stay the same exact bitter person that you were. Yeah. Or it can make you change your approach. And so you you have to be a little bit more self-aware going, okay, you know what? The way I was doing it before is not working for me. And that could happen as well. Yeah. You know, where you, you, you're you done trying one way and you say, I've got no other course of action but to at least try this. But attitude is absolutely a choice, but it's tough. Like, you know, like I, I basically, is? yeah, it is. Like look, I, look at what happens to Ebenezer Scrooge. He basically has to be, you know, and that's a fictional story, but you are to be put to the bringer. Attitude is a what? Is a choice. Like I, I you know, um... I, I basically have a mantra, a prayer that I say yeah. right before the show starts every day. I have a picture of my dad, and I, I you know, I'm, I just I want to, you know, guide me in my my actions, my attitude, and my. There's another A in there, but um, you know, like if I feel if you know, I was talking about this last night with my brother. If I feel like when I'm driving into work, oh, this is going to be a bad day. I'm, I'm yeah. in a, I'm in a bad. Uh, state of mind right now, like I, I owe it to myself and everybody else around me to get out of this. I, I agree mood. a thousand percent. Does it yeah. work? Because you came in pretty cranky today. Uh, it seemed like cr- it, se- it seemed like it. Yeah. No. Oh no no. I was good. I had my music on. I was uh, listening. Yeah. Casey, there's a group called Nexium. I think can help you. <laughs> yes. out. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I just really good. I'm on the third episode of that. How one did your and I'm skin bounce back from being branded? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the latest episode? No, so so Kath, um, I I came in. The board wasn't switched. I changed the board yesterday because we had a meeting in this room yesterday, and I had to switch the board over so that it didn't make any sound, so that we could have a technical stuff, technical thing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I came in, I had forgotten to switch the board over when I left yesterday. So I came in and I had to do that real quick. So Uh, is that why you were cranky? I wasn't cranky. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) No, but like, so for instance. When I come into work sometimes in the morning, Nick and Kathy have conversations over there, and I'm not invited into the conversation. And that used to piss me off. I'm like, well, that's kind of, like, mean. Like, I'm, there's only three people in this room, right. and, the, and there's a two-way conversation. 
So I started putting my headphones in because, like, ultimately... Wait, you would get mad if you walked into a room and people were having a conversation? No, it's not if I walked into the room. It's that there were three people in the room. I'm just saying, it, it wasn't... You felt a little left out. Oh, I, here, I was, here's yeah. the re- we were having a conversation this morning. You walked into a conversation. The reason why I thought you were cranky was because when you introed me this morning, he goes, Kathy, go. Yeah. So that I know you're not having a good day when you do that. No, no. So that's the other thing is I don't want to say the same goddamn thing. Listen, when I, intro, listening? When I <laughs> intro you for traffic, Kathy, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, you know, you do the call letters, you know, you got to do the sponsor, and then here's the traffic. To me, it gets like a little bit redundant and mundane, blah, 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 blah. So I just kind of was switching it up today, and I was being short about it. Like, So I heard you yeah. say it. It, did, it, didn't, it didn't impress me as being Mm-mm. curt. But to Kat, you know, what you hear is your reality. Right. Kathy, how does it make you feel? (laughs) No, so listen, when I I think it's, I, to me, that sounds like he's cranky. That's why I'm like, oh, Casey's not in a good mood today. Uh, Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Can I I go back to the the meat of this conversation? You were saying that you can change your attitude. I think I try to. Yes. I attempt to. All I can do is change myself and my approach. I can't change the people around me. That's. Yeah, you can you can uh, you can uh, f- change how you react to situations. That's right, exactly. yeah. you can't change the situation, but you can hopefully, hopefully, yeah. have control over how you react. The prayer is very work. simple: Lord, give me the strength to kill everyone who pisses me. <laughs> it's really easy to stay in a bad mood, though, and yeah. and, and uh, oh, sometimes yeah. the best way to stay in a bad mood is by affecting other people's moods. And you, like, if you're yes. in a crappy mood and you want to just exude that, uh, you there's this weird sixth sense of, of satisfaction. So it takes work to get out of that. And it's it's difficult to maintain that mantra. Hey, there's also some things that are chemically going on in your totally. body that alter you, and these you know hormones and so on. And you just yeah. you can't just change that. Yeah, so, I wonder how know. much of that you can change. Honestly, like I mean, I don't know how much of that those synapses that are that are firing. Like, do you need? Uh, listen, obviously, you, there are some drugs out there that help. But like, is there a way to change that? Um, Without drugs, I I, I don't know. And I, don't know. It's I believe something there are all I, sorts of yeah. aspects that, and there, but different people have different situations. There are yeah. people who are, who are chemically predisposed to be aggressive, and and that hopefully there are there's medication and things that can help them get through that. But yeah. I, I believe in your general thesis or yeah. your general conceit that it's up to you to make sure that you're you you want to exude the best attitude possible because it's contagious. Yeah. Casey, there's a program called Scientology. <laughs> perfect I'm looking you. into it, Preston, yeah, yeah. as a matter of fact. And games. you can yeah. transfer your credits from Nexium. Right. <laughs> the branding is where the hundred yeah, credits. Absolutely. Yeah. So that, that transfer, it rolls Get over. your master's degree. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I already took the exam. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Jan, uh, who works for a doctor. Hi, Jan. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hey. I love you so much. Oh. Thank you. Thank you, Jan. So you wanted to comment on somebody you work for, right? Yes, I have been in the dental field and um, oral maxillofacial surgery for about 20 years now, mm-hmm. and I have worked for some big a-holes. Yeah, I believe and, it. And it's, it is a struggle every day. I mean, you go in and it's, it's every day. It's, if they're in a bad mood, you just know your day is just going to go to hell. Are there times when you just you're curious about you know do you even like what you do you know to, meaning the doctor the person that's in charge? Um, right now, I, I know that that the doctor I work for is good, but it doesn't negate the fact that he's 
a jerk. <laughs> That's too bad. You can't listen. There's oh, a level that when you're a jerk like that, there's a level of narcissism at play where you feel you have the right to expose. I'm I'm pissed off, so I'm going to spread that around. And I'm sorry. This is the way I am today. And to me, that is a very selfish attitude. And do other do other your coworkers do they complain as well about this jerk doctor? We just kind of give each other looks because I think he can hear everything. Yeah. Well, so, um, maybe he's here. Maybe he listens to the show. Uh, I, I, it, I, yeah. Literally, I'm telling you this morning, I cried this morning because yeah. I did not want to have to deal with it. Yeah. I, but I am, I'm a mouthy person myself. Like I don't, I don't deal with BS. I am not the type of woman to deal with BS. But so every day I have to bite my tongue and I literally bite my tongue. It, it, it sucks the life out of you. Well, and, let, let me and ask it's, you. It's, you shouldn't have to put up with that. How would this person feel uh, if they knew that uh, somebody was brought to tears because of who they are and, and how, and how they are? Do you, I, do you think that that would affect them at all? Honestly, I don't think he would give a crap. Yeah. Wow. Well, that, that's, that says horrible things. But would you, if you were to bring this up to this person, how do you think you would be met? Um, I would be met with probably a really cocky attitude, um, narcissistic, very uh, bold. Like, if you don't like it, then get the F out. Wow. Mentality. Mm. And it's a, it's a shame because, you know, us as, you know, assistants or surgical assistants or, you know, people that work for higher up men in life, like anybody, it doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man, it's kind of BS. That or is it is it the staff that's treated this way or do patients get treated that way, too? Uh, I'd rather not. Oh, they're, they're like, because right. uh, I, I have been in company of doctors who I've felt like a piece of meat. Where I'm just like, dude, I'm, I'm a person, okay? You know? oh, I had a situation where, I, 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 just to stay on the line, but I had a, it was a barium swallow. And I, I, was, oh. I, I went in to do it. The guy who was administering it started to be very condescending. And I called it. I said. <laughs> I can't imagine how you reacted. <laughs> yeah. And I, listen, listen. And, and, and you could see him look at me. It's like. I, I go out of my way to be pleasant to people because to me, again, to Casey's point, mm. that's you, you owe that to the people around you. But especially when you're dealing with somebody who is, I'm sure, used to people coming in. They're not sure. They're, they're, they're put off their, their footing because it's medical stuff. They don't know. They, they don't know what they can talk about. And in your line of work with somebody who's a dentist or whatever or anything like that, I think we all tend to go, well, I don't know a lot about this, so I don't know what I should say. And you end, to, you end up demurring and perhaps getting rolled over. It's, it's, I mean, it, it it's a quality of life issue and it's clearly I, impacting you. Any piece of advice? Cause I'm pulling up to work right now. <laughs> I, well, I, I think avoiding conflict is conflict, you know? So like if you're going to, there, there's got to be a way to approach him and, and maybe write a letter or, or, or try a different form of communication that you haven't done in the past because it's never going to get any better if you don't approach it in some version. But it would also help to be right off an incident that occurs instead of just out of the blue coming at him with something have an incident that that you can say here is an example of something and to to, to nick's point cooler heads prevail if you can mm-hmm. come to this person you know support confront support is usually how it goes we thank you for the, the this job and it's you know blah 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 
The, yeah. These are ways that could make it better for us so that we could produce better for you and try it that way. You That's suck and you're say. miserable. You yeah. suck and you're miserable. And I, or, yeah. how, about a, how about a peace offering? Get him a couple of tickets to the Bunt Cake Museum at the Disney <laughs> yes. Institute. Honestly, it's, brand it's new. unbelievable. I love it. Uh, listen, we feel for you. Uh, good luck, and, and I hope things work out. All right. All right, yeah. yeah, that sucks. is just hell, isn't yeah, it? When you're, when you're trapped by a jerk boss. I used to go to a dentist's office that um, I don't know if he was a jerk. He was very nice to me and and no. seemed to be to the patients, but was it seemed very cold to the people that worked for him. And um, isn't it embarrassing when you see when you're at a place and and employees are being mistreated in front of you? Yeah, you know, it, it, and it wasn't. I, I won't say he didn't mistreat them. It just didn't seem like a very friendly environment, right. but the whole office had that feeling. And I remember when I started going to uh, the new dentist that I go to and walking in there, it was like you could hear them chattering, laughing. There was music playing. Like, you could just see the difference in, you know, two similar offices, and you could see such a difference in how much nicer it seemed to work at the second place. Hmm. I want to go back to a question you asked, Casey, which was, uh, how do you change your mind on things? And there's a book that's li- literally called How to Change Your Mind. The author is Michael Pollan. You might remember him. He did a, sh- a show on Netflix a few years ago called Cooked. And it's basically, um, he- he's a writer. He's a really interesting person. And a lot of How to Change Your Mind has to deal with uh, how drugs have affected people in the past. Psycho, um, like uh, uh, LSD. Yeah. No, no, no. Like um like trippy stuff, shrooms, oh, okay. things along those lines. Right. Uh, but this also has to deal with depression and anxiety and, mm-hmm. and how our brains form and, and patterns that we get in. So uh, I'm recommending it to you, but I'm recommending it to ev- everyone. It's uh, How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan. And is I think audio there is There is an audio. It's, I'm listening to it right now. It's okay. on Audible, uh, free at your local library. Okay. Uh, let me see. What time is it here? Do we need is to there take more a... time for the Just Saying Institute? You, well, have no you want to go to some of these calls? I do. There's a number of calls coming in. Maybe we should, I, you know, I, I do have a variety of other things. We'll we go need. to the calls if you want. All right. I think we can do that. Uh, let me go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Katie? Uh, nothing. So, ironically enough, I also, um, used to work for a dentist. She was an orthodontist. And, um, it took the pandemic to really kind of push me out of there and realize how unhappy I was just because of how she treated all of us. Mm. So would you, would, were you experiencing the same sort of situation where you're in the parking lot as you're pulling up and you're, you're tearing up because it's so acrimonious? I would cry almost daily after coming home. I can't even imagine this. Let me just say for the record, my dentist is Dr. Kristen Petula and there, that again, that, that you go in there and everyone is happy and in other words there is another way to be and right. and then that's a way you that just is a quality of life issue and it it's corrosive and it just makes everything worse so Terrible. have you have you have you made a positive change I have I have I really have total career change total mm-hmm. game changer um I actually I'll give a little shout out to the H&K group you actually brought Dunkin donuts to us um, but yeah, I'm working for a construction company. It's absolutely great. It's been really positive in my personal life. My husband and I are so much happier. Uh, you I don't realize so you, much more. Yeah. Just, you invest so much of your life. I've worked there for seven years and I, I felt like I, I peaked. I gave as much as I possibly could. And just to, you know, not feel appreciated. It really just takes a toll on you and the whole atmosphere. I loved all the girls and women that I worked with. Um, we still remain in touch and we're close friends. Um, but she just, she just didn't appreciate it. You know? Katie, did you speak, did you speak your mind before you left? I did not. And, um, I, I really wish I had, I really wanted to write a letter and send it in. Um, you should. because 
I, I, and I still could. I really still could. I yeah. drive past there daily uh, when I drop my daughter off to daycare. So I, I think you should because of the uh, the people that still work there. Yes. I know. I know. I know. It's so hard. And like I literally was just with uh, one girl two weeks ago. We were hanging out out back, and she just was like, you know, it's still the same. It's still the well, same. in your in your letter, mention them all by name and what they said. I think no, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But to, to Preston's point, if you could in a way help affect change that would make their situation better, then that might be the ultimate plus and the ultimate takeaway from all this. No, you're absolutely right. I don't yeah. think I don't think it's ever a good idea to burn a bridge as you're leaving. No. But, if, but right. if you can say, "Hey, I just want to let you know," you can key a car. Yeah. You can, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can burn that bridge if you never go back to that state again, right? So yeah. if you're never going to be in the dental industry again, then uh, yeah, you burn never the know hell out though. of that yeah, bridge. Yeah, yeah. Let that Katie. person know who they are. I told my family and friends, I was just like, I will never go back there again. I just, I can't do it. It is not healthy. Like. No, I, just, I can't. <laughs> and, and, and I, it's just it's the Stockholm syndrome. You're you're so used yeah. to a work environment that just is is yeah. co- it's just toxic. You can't have it. I want to get another call. I'm going to go to Zach. He t- sounds like he had a bit of an extreme situation. Hey, Zach. Good morning. Morning, guys. Hey, what's up, man? Oh God. Let me just preface by saying I am now out of this position, and I love my job. I go to it every day, feeling great. Good. Uh, but before then. Um, I worked for a guy who was lazy, um, he was sexist, he was racist, and he would just treat you like absolute crap all day. And he had this mentality of, oh, you know, I'm the boss, so I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Um, we'd be behind on work, and he would be sitting at his computer saying, oh, I'm just reading today. I'm, I'm, I'm learning new stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, do you want to share that? He's like... Well, there's not really much you guys need to know. Um, he would throw us under the bus in front of customers uh, by sending emails saying, well, I don't know why this wasn't done. Uh, it's pretty simple, so I don't know why they didn't get done. It's a quick thing uh, and just a complete mess. I had a couple cases filed with HR. Actually, I had documentation of emails, Good. Uh, conversations, <clears throat> and HR tried, you know, didn't do anything about it. Um, they I sat down with them and I was like, you got to stop this. Like, this is not okay. You're treating us poorly. This is not good. There was actually a whole sexual harassment case and the aggressor, um, they questioned and then the woman got in trouble who didn't do anything. So, and they treated her poorly. How long did you work there? Like, uh, three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. And, um, all right, you, you, well, I don't, it, there, there's customers, you said, so you were in front of other people. You were yeah. in front of the, the, the patrons. So, uh, Not necessarily in front. There was more in an email. I was more oh, okay. office-based. Okay. Uh, and does the guy still work there? Unfortunately, yes. He was oh. there for, he's been there for about 15 years, and he got the position just because he worked in the office and he had seniority. You know what? I'll say this. If you're, a, if you're a boss or if you're in any sort of situation and you've suspected that you might be this sort of corrosive individual, realize that what you do and what you put on during the day in the work environment that you are fostering, that that carries down through the rest of the, that employee's oh, yeah. day. It can it can ruin their relationships. It can ruin their relationships with their children. And it spreads out like a ripple in a lake. Mm-hmm. You can't believe the damage you're doing by being an unpleasant, hard-to-deal-with person. Try to tamp that down. Try to be a better person as as a person at work 
and the benefits will be exponentially that much more, and they'll come back to you. But you, you, you're like a, a cancer if you're doing this to people, yeah. and you're ruining and, their lives. And if you can't get a handle on it, get some counseling for yes. crying out loud. Yes, yes. I, yeah. I, I, I Thanks, hope your Zach. words have some effects, Steve, because some people just lack empathy, and they're yeah. uh, they don't have the ability to do what you just said, and maybe. Uh, that will crack a little bit. They crack yeah. them, but uh, some some people and bosses especially can't do it. And listen, uh, this year's been tough for a lot of people in a lot of different uh, ways. And Absolutely. When, when you bring that stuff to work, um, it, you know, it just makes it, it it perpetuates it. So it's it's been a hard year for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. One last call here. I'm going to go to Tyler because he's got an interesting point to make. Hey, Tyler. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? What's up, Tyler? Hey, I just want to speak to a few points that you you guys have already made. Like, um, you know, it, it, what I say and, and me and my coworkers talk about all the time is the difference between leaders and bosses. Yeah. You're going to have a boss, somebody who just derives their respect from rank and file, and that's all they have. And they're up top, you're on the bottom, and you have to follow everything they have to say, right? Yep. But then you have a leader, somebody who has rank above you, but will get down with you and, and do all that work with you. And that's someone who's going to inspire you and get you through that day. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's a good point. That's a like good delineation. My, my dad, at a certain point, as he ascended through, um, you know, uh, different sales positions and worked his way up into a, a big telecom company, he he was just as inclined to go out with uh, for lunch with the guys from the mailroom as he was other execs. It was always a, an even playing field. And, and I remember having people come up to me when I would go out and visit him when he was still working. He's since retired. And they would say, your dad, you know, your dad did this and, and how you could see how much it meant to them. Mm. So you as an employer uh, today is your, you know, you can be the leader. You can be someone who sets someone's life off in a good way and makes their day better. Or you can be something that drives them crazy and has them crying in the parking well, lot. Well, let's also so make that decision. It's not just uh, employers. It's also it's employees, employees as well. Exactly. You know, I know somebody. It can, it can work up as yeah, well. I know somebody who worked uh, for years at this position, and they had an, uh, a fellow employee, somebody who was basically on the same level playing field, who just skirted every single responsibility that they had. They would go out, the, you know, they would go for their lunch break, yeah. come back from their lunch break, and then spend an hour to an hour and a half in the bathroom. And while they're doing that, everybody else around them has to do their work. So this also is, you know, is not just like, hey, bosses treat your your employee leaders. No, but, you know, leaders treat your uh, employees nice. Well, uh, you know, treat your fellow workers nice as well. General civility is a good idea. Yeah. The bottom line of this study, it says that, uh, you know, people who show disagreeable personality traits were not more likely to have achieved success then they're more agreeable counterparts 14 years later. So over time, it's not uh, nice guys finish last. It's the other way around. Right. Yeah, and so. you know what? I always think of Milton Hershey. Yeah. 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 You look at that. That I hope that bio is true. I've been buying into it for years. I know. Me too. He I seems like know. the most benevolent guy in the yeah. world. All right. Uh, we need to take a break. But uh, thank you. This is uh, all two stories from the Justin Institute. I meant to go but through more. But, yeah, we'll go through more. Home of the new Bun King Museum now yes. open on the weekends. <laughs> and Chariot Track. And the Chariot Track. Yes. Uh, so thank you. We appreciate the calls. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, and we'll dive into the Bizarre File next. Check out new music from Greta Van Fleet and Dirty Honey. Plus, Pierre's video interview from Studio Z with Dexter and Noodles from The Offspring. Click contests for your shot at $500. Part of T-Mobile 5G Fridays. Coverage and speed. Who says you can't have it all? T-Mobile, are you with us? W-M-M-R. 
I was going to bring up this thing. My friend Will had uh, had pitched this to me the other day of a of a question, a music question, which was, "What do you consider to be?" And this is a bit specific: the greatest opening track from a band's debut album. Oh wow! Oh my right? god! So first of all, I had to go. Wow. Well, okay. What, what are the I, opening? I got to remember right. what the opening tracks were. What is some of band? the greatest bands of all time? Yeah, I one have of the one. ones I came up with was uh, "Running with the Devil" from Van Halen. That was that's track one on the first album. That's a big lead right there. No, uh, I mean, yeah, that's... I mean, no. Well, I... You're not allowed to have an opinion. You're not allowed to have a, Your opinion is wrong. No, I don't... I didn't I don't. say that's the best. It's yeah. just one that I came up with. Yeah, this... The first thing I thought of, uh, it is this one. Yeah, this one came up, too. Yeah. This is this is a huge, right-out-of-the-gate explosion. So, and, and for a band that you'd never heard of before, and, and you put on the album, all of a sudden you go, wow. All right, we got something here. And I think the Beatles might have been, I saw her standing there. I'm not 100% sure. Um, Nick, what's on Pearl Jam 10? It's Once, which is a good song, but it starts off with a a bit of an instrumental. It's not a hit. Uh, It's the debut song on the debut record, um, but it's not my favorite song by my favorite band, so I would not qualify that as uh, as belonging on this list. But I have two. Okay. Um, The first, and I I got these because they were able to research Sweet Judy Blue Eyes off of Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Mm. That's the first song. That's the first song? Now, they, they were established artists, but Crosby, Stills, and Nash, their first record on and their first song on that album was Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. Wow. And then uh, The Best okay. of What's Around by Dave Matthews Band on Under the Table and Dreaming. That's it's, a it's good a, one. It's a lesser known song, um, but it's a great song. It's, uh, it's a concert favorite. It's a perennial any live show. Uh, and if you're a Dave Matthews Band fan like I am, it's a great song on a debut record. So I count. Those are my two favorites. I would say Van Morrison's uh, Safe Light Repair. Oh. was <laughs> <laughs> beautiful. He does um, no, you know, I was the one that I had mentioned was, uh, was Running with the Devil from Van Halen. First, mm-hmm. first album they head out first song and i mean that's that's a bona fide hit man but sometimes they don't mean it to be the, like do you know what i mean and then yeah. that's the hit and yeah it is what it is mm-hmm. i'm trying yeah. to think because it's it's a lot of times as casey was saying they'll put that like for example sultans of swing was a huge hit for the for dire straits but it's side two the first song yep right. nope it's got to be the opening yeah. track from the debut album, which is, it's hard to remember. You got to go back and, and dig around a little bit. And, and, and my cat peed on all my records. I oh, no. what songs they were. A lot of people texted this one, and it is a good one. More Than a Feeling by Boston. Yeah. Yes. The majority yeah. of the responses I see are More Than a Feeling from Boston. Let's go to some calls and see what people want to share. I will go to Mike S. It says, Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Okay. Yo, bud, what's up? You Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's breaking up. It says, You two, I will follow. Now, was that their. That was. Boy was their first album, right? But I thought they had done some stuff before that. Boy. Boy. (laughs) It was spelled B O I I I. (laughs) No. Um. This one's called Boy. Yeah, that's uh, Boy is uh, is 1980. I will follow. That's, that's the first song. That's it's a great one. The that's... first, uh, the single that we played at MMR was uh, Out of Control, though. So, but you know, it what? doesn't matter. It's the right. opening track, the yep, debut yep. song of the debut album. Is, is I will the, follow. It's the constraint. Yep. So, are, are we certain that that Boy was their debut? It's 1980. I'm looking at. I know their, it's yeah. 1980, but Number was yeah. their? Can I burst some bubbles release? here the for first, a second? It's the first song on that record. We're not from no, Ireland, I, and I don't follow. <laughs> 
I'm curious if it was the first album for sure because they were they were a high school band. I mean, they they yeah. got together early on and they may have put something out before that. So debut at, studio album. Um, what's that? Debut studio and album. There it is. is boy, yes. there you Thank go. You. That's a good one. That, that is, is a it. phenomenal song. That's that is solid. a yes, an impactful song. Wait a minute. <laughs> Keep yourself alive is not the debut track from. Hang on. It is. It is. It is from their first album. It is. Jake, let's check. Yes. From their first album. Yes, it is. It's uh, Queen, the first album, 1973, the first song, Keep Yourself Alive. Keep uh, yourself their first alive. album came out in... 71. 71. Oh, and 71. it's, it's more than a feeling. Album. All right. Yeah. No, the first album, well, Queen, uh, Keep Yourself <laughs> Queen, Alive, came out in 1973. It's the first album. Okay. We're going to check on that. Thank you. Because right. yeah. uh, he's right. He's yeah. right. You still yeah, side one. Tickets. Side one, Keep Yourself Alive, Doing All Right, Great King Rat, which I don't know, My Fairy King. So the first four All right, that's songs. Solid. Yeah. Keep Yourself Alive. That's, that's a great solid. one. All right, Why thanks, are we saying 71 then? I don't know. Just a lie. Because <laughs> it said 71 to 73 on Ew. the Wikipedia page. So I thought maybe they had something for that. Goddamn people's encyclopedia. <laughs> uh, let's go to Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Hey, man, what's happening? Yo, bud. All right, so what do you think? Greatest debut album lead track. Good times, bad times. Led Zeppelin's first album. That's huge. That's an excellent. That's a big one. That's that might really be a huge one. It doesn't get any bigger than that, man. Yeah, yeah man. Get off the nuts. <laughs> and you know what, though? They weren't a Zeppelin. They were a blimp. Yeah. And they were not good times. No, they were bad times. Bad times. But it was. It should have been bad times. It was good good times. times. Initially, uh, yeah. but uh, all right, Bobby. Thank you for the contribution. Why didn't they use that yeah, as a the theme to good it. times? <laughs> What's that? Why didn't they use that as a theme to good times? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm. Good times, bad times. No, I had my share. Oh, yeah. Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's <laughs> go to... Hi, Brian. Hey, guys. Good morning. Good morning. What's good morning. up, bud? And the doors break on through. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's All a biggie. Right. The debut song on the debut album. We're making sure it's following the, the criteria rules here. of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nick is checking. Up. Right. Uh, it's the fourth album by German pop singer Jeanette. Oh, wait. I looked oh, up that's, the wrong No, one. that's... Um, wow, she's hot. She's uh, leaning back in a bikini with fire behind her. Uh, all right. Thanks, man. We'll check on that. Uh, break on through from the doors. Uh, it is the on... opening track from their debut album. Yeah. There you right. go. That's huge. huge. Did we determine the debut, the first track on the debut Beatles album? Did we confirm? Oh, yeah. It was... Um, I Want to Hold Your Hand was their first single in the United States. Right, and Meet the Beatles was the second album released in the U.S. See, it gets It does weird. get weird. Uh, go to, how about Poe? Yo, Poe. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? What, what debut uh, album from a band had the best lead track ever, in your opinion? Well, yeah, with the words to start, Are You Ready? I'm going to go Blind by Korn. Corn, okay, from Blind. That's a good one as well. Okay. Yeah, it was nice. I don't know McCorn that well, so I'll Check just have to. Yeah, it's I'll a little newer. To... <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I'll just have to trust you on that. <laughs> Thanks, Poe. All right, All right man. Uh, let's see. Sounds All right, good. look at this. Look at look at callers seven and eight. Same band, different song. <laughs> oh, let's yes. put them on at the same exact time. Who's right? Okay, we can do that. All right, I'm gonna go. Oh, when I'm hung up. Why would he you knew he was do wrong? that? Yep, yeah. I'm gonna go to Will. Hey, Will. Yo. Yo. How you uh, doing, folks? All right, we're doing great. So, debut album from a band, first track, best ever in your opinion. 
uh, the cars, good times roll. That's a great song. That is excellent. And I also and, like the first three songs on that album. I always, you know, you can't play just that song when you play the album. You had to play the first three songs. What were the other songs? The other songs, My Best Friend's Girl oh. and Just What I Needed. Just what the three hits right out, right in a row, right there. What was it? Do me a favor, Nick, if you don't mind. Look up the um, the Pretenders okay. and what their debut album was. Because I'm wondering if it led with Brass and Pocket, because that'd be pretty. That'd be a pretty explosive uh, leadoff. Let's go to Alex. Yo, Alex. Good morning. Yo, good morning. The end is purple. The yes, end it is. is purple. We're off talking about that Boston earlier. Second album. <laughs> that was on Boston Second <laughs> yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, so, what do you think? Uh, best debut song from a band. First, first track, anyway. I should say from their debut album. I gotta go with the mighty Metallica. Man, hit the lights off the of Kill 'Em All, 1983. Come out swinging. Wow. wow yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, it, well, add it to the list. So, so big, if you're thinking, what ones, like, just thundered? Like, put them on the map. Um, well, you know what? I don't know ACDC, what they love. Oh, by, by the way, the, the Pretenders was uh, Precious, which is... I don't, I don't know that song. By <laughs> <Like> Gollum. <laughs> you all know Gollum. You all know Gollum. <laughs> Count it off, Gollum. Here we go. <laughs> High Voltage was ACDC's first album, and uh, Baby, Please Don't Go is what they led with. Please don't go. No. Don't Wait, go. song by them? I don't know that song. Baby, please don't go. Uh, let me go next to Brian. Hey, Brian, man. Yeah, them. Okay, I'm right. Hey, oh, hey, nice. hey, what's up, fellas? How you doing? Good. How are you, sir? Great. All right, so, so uh, what do you think? Lead track from a, a band debuting on their first album. Well, I definitely agree with the Van Halen, but I got two other ones. Right. ACDC, Long Way to the Top, and also uh, Rage Machine, Killing in the Name of. Uh, right. Killing in the Name from Rage, that's definitely, that's a band-defining song right there. Uh, but we looked up the ACDC thing, and it doesn't look like that was the first song they had on their debut album, Long Way to the Top. So I think it's... I think it's uh, High Voltage is their first album, and it should be Long Way to the Top. I think it's their first first song off that track or that you know album. Okay, we, we just looked it up. Uh, well, okay. God, Listen, there's you get information on on countries releasing different albums uh, in different orders, and yeah. so it can be a bit confusing, especially with the Beatles. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, um, which is weird. They always looked at that as really stupid as to why they it's very stupid released changed the track orders and changed the albums in in the U, in the U.S. versus the U.K. But they had the, the the record company had a strategy. What about greetings from Asbury Park? The debut album for Bruce Springsteen. The first song on side one is "Blinded by the Light," which wasn't wow. initially. They didn't write it. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. No, he did write it. Yeah, he wrote it. Oh, and I'm sorry, uh, he man did for write man. it. Yeah. Man for Man redid yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, That's right. I didn't know that was his debut song. That was his debut song. Well, this is deb- the, the big hit on that album. Well. Man for Man's <laughs> version is way better, yeah. though. <laughs> I do like it better. I agree. Yeah. So I'm sorry about I that. I especially okay. love the extended version, which they, which we we will play, but they mm-hmm. don't. A lot of times they just cut to the radio edit, which is shorter. Yeah. The when it gets a little adventurous with the yeah uh, synthesizer and everything, right? It's excellent. So well, here's a good one that a bunch of listeners are texting in. Uh, Blitzkrieg brought by the Ramones uh, off off of the record, the Ramones. Wow. So that's number one on their debut record, Blitzkrieg Bop. Okay. Uh, I will go next to 
Adam. Hey, Adam, how you doing, man? What's up, guys? Yo, bud. All right, what do you want to add to the conversation? The police next to you. Oh, all I want is to be next to you. That's a really good song. High tempo. Not one of their big, big hits, but definitely a fan favorite, and it's a good way to come out swinging, so I like it. All right, thanks, Adam. Appreciate it. Uh, Let's go to Michael. Yo, Michael. Hey, hey. Hey, Hey, hey. guys at work. Uh, It's all good, bud. All right, so what do you think? What what would we consider at least your favorite all-time opening track debut album from a band? Okay, not actually not rock and roll. This is a uh, rap. That's right. But it's uh, Straight Outta Compton by N.W.A. Okay. I mean, it just exploded. The bow, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it, then Pat it, Boone did a cover. Firmly it, establishes it, it, them. Yes, it did. Changed rap forever. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. <laughs> All right, thanks, Michael. Uh, I will go to Will. Hi, Will. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, man. All right, so what do you think? What should be on this list? Uh, three eleven down. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. You know, I, I grew well, up with those that's guys. Excellent. They've always been the greatest. But that was their first hit album. And we're we're reading some uh, some stats on that album. It's, it was oh. actually their third album. Oh yeah, we need the first, but they studio. did it as their oh, first album. album. So okay. Yeah. Otherwise, that's right. It stinks. Either way, it's, either way, it's a good song. It, it yeah. is a good song. I think we could all agree on that. All right. Thank you. Uh, here's one Nick just brought up. Uh, Foo Fighters. What? This is a call. Yes. Great song. There you go. That's a perfect example. And I do remember the that first exploded. time getting ready to hear that because we knew hey, it's the drummer from Nirvana. This guy's a drummer. What do you think he's going to going to front a band, you know? And then this song comes out and you're like, okay. Good day. This is really good. Came out 25 years ago. Wow. God. That's <laughs> I want to die. I'm going to go to John. <laughs> Hi, John. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, John. All right, so what would you like to add? Explosive album. Explosive intro. Guy just had a birthday. Meatloaf. Title track on Bad Out of Hell. Oh, okay. So Bad Out of Hell. Yeah. It's a great song. So Jim oh, Steinman wrote all that stuff, yeah, right? he did. He did, yeah. And uh, they Talk about it. I mean, does that guy not get yes. enough credit for... I Prob- mean, probably not. I mean, the cavalcade mm-hmm. of power rock hits he wrote. It's great music, but it wouldn't have been what it was without Milo singing it because his theatrics and his voice and everything, you know. Absolutely. So that, so. And it's also at that time happened to sound a lot in many ways like Springsteen. In, uh, in some, some, really? some, I, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. With, the, with the big piano parts yep, and everything yep, yep. and, and, uh, the adventurous, I think so, up tempo nature of it. Yeah. I, could, I could see that. What happened? Nick just said there's a picture of Meatloaf. The recent picture of Meatloaf. Whoa. Kind of looks like Charlie Manuel a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. No, he's more like Salisbury steak. (laughs) A a lot more gravy. I'm going to go to Charlie. (laughs) Hi, Charlie. Hey, Gadzooks. How you doing, fellas? Gadzooks, buddy. We're we're doing well. I'm going to show my age here. I was 10 years old, and this scared the hell out of me, and I fell in love with this little four-piece band from England. Black Sabbath. Yeah. The song Black, the song Black Sabbath. Oh, wow. That's a that's a scary tune. There's a scary band, but that song is, yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't even know that song. Is that 1969? Yes. Wow. 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 I was nine years old. Hey, Nick, can you? And, uh, that started it all for me, man. I've been, I've been on board ever since. I got a Black Sabbath tattoo when I was 52. Wow. wow. Okay, you've been a lifelong. 
1978 work. Safe lights repair. <laughs> Safe lights repair. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. So in 1990, Mariah Carey came out swinging with Vision of Love. Right. And True. that was the... Uh, is that the lead track? So it was the lead track. Actually, her album was just called Mariah Carey, and the lead track was Boston. Vision of Love. <laughs> it was more than a feeling. Yeah. Before that was Madonna. Her album was Madonna. Was it? And, and what was the lead track on that one? Lucky was that... Star. Oh, All right. That was a hit. One, That's man. pretty big. She had four hits on that album. Yeah, what about, Wait, I can tell you what they are. Okay. Right, never mind. Here I have Damn one. It. It's got to be. Uh, Al- like a star uh, Morissette. Oh, her, her yeah. Debut. What was the first song? Well, that, she had like five number ones off that album. That wasn't, I don't think that was her debut album because she was a pop singer before that. Yeah. That was her That was her first rock album. She rebranded herself. So was, what was she called? Alanis Morissette. Yeah. You know, because um, How I Met Your Mother actually parodied. Do you, did you ever watch that show? Yeah. Because they had Robin Sparkle, who is a, the, the singing, Canadian singing uh-huh. alter ego. Kind of like um, an Alanis Morissette. You'll need to check on that. Uh, I didn't know that was. I, I, I yeah, Alanis, and now is the time. So that was nineteen. Yeah, Jagged Little Pill was her third. Yeah. Right, um, Wait, go back to go back to Madonna. Name, right. yeah. name the four songs. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Lucky Star, Borderline, um, is like a virgin on that album. No, no. Uh, I then I've lost it. Never mind. You got yeah, got the two. Well, Casey helped me out with Borderline. Oh, so you got one. That was good. I get hey, the one that no, I told you. you told me. That. <laughs> <laughs> I think what was it? Oh, like, holiday. holiday and burning burn up. I love that song. Burning up, burning up for your love. Burning up, burning up for your love. If you took holiday, uh, Michael Jackson off the wall was that his first uh, single album? Because that was "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough," and it's, that wow. was damn good. By <laughs> the way, if you're just joining the discussion, this is greatest lead track. From a debut album of a band or or musician or you know an artist, um, let me go to Dave. Hey, Dave. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Go ahead, buddy. Top of the morning. Top, Top of the morning. morning. Top of the morning to you. you know, I've got a little name band uh, called Bon Jovi with a little hit called Runaway. Yeah, first song off the first album. That's a that, that's a big song to lead with. That's a big hit. Yep. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, hang on. Greg's wrong. I'm going to go to him anyway. Hey, Greg. <laughs> hey, 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 everybody. How's it going? Good, good. All right, so what do you want to mention? Uh, Night Ranger, still rocking America. That's from their second album, bud. Uh, uh, is it? Yeah. yeah. What's their first album? Uh, Don't Tell Me You Love Me was on their first album. And Holiday. And the band and, and the song Rumors, I think, was on the first album. But Rockin' America was like the second uh, oh. Run that they started, I mean, but, but thank you anyway. Greg. All the <laughs> bands out there, Night Ranger was the one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he liked Night Ranger. Okay, that's fine. Listen, yeah, but, if, uh, if you t- <laughs> there, sometimes that happens. A lot of times you'll I find Night you'll find one hit wonders will have their best song as the first song on their debut album. I know, but we've you know in this conversation we've said the Doors and you know the Beatles, the Beatles and, and, and the Night Ranger, Night Ranger. <laughs> Dawn Patrol. You know, how about Skid Row? How about Skid Row? Yeah, how about those guys? Mm-hmm. Watch out for them. Uh, <laughs> those cats really know how to rock. All right, Kevin, what uh, debut song uh, or first track from a debut album from a band? Well, this guy had multiple bands, so I don't know if it counts, but Audio Sleeve, uh, Cochise. It does oh, count. Yeah. It does count because as, if, we're, that if we're allowing single um, artists, uh, even yeah. so, so super groups. Yep. A- Asia, then. Asia. Heat of the moment. 
<laughs> yeah, that think, I think that's the yeah, first track. Well. All right, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. Um, what was what came out on Soundgarden's <laughs> first bad, album? Was it Bad Motorfinger? That was the album, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the lead track was because if it was if it was Black Hole, so it was Stinky Middle Finger. <laughs> uh, then that would be a big, big, biggie. But I can't see them leading. Now, Bad Motorfinger was number two. Oh, yeah. So they, but, and that's the thing. Like th- that was their first big studio album, but they had a couple that were floating around <laughs> beforehand. So right. I guess it really depends on on uh, what you qualify as the first record. When I was growing up, there was a store that used to that um, it took over where Pat's Chili Dogs was. Pat's was it, Chili Dogs. It, it, was, uh, it ended up becoming a a compact disc store, uh-huh. and you could listen to the albums before you bought anything. Uh, and it was, like it was so cool. It was you know. So you didn't, you know, buy something kind of like sight unseen or really sight unheard. That is an alien concept to people. You can just sample on, you know, online in a second. Uh, But there used to be something really cool, like in Empire Records, which is Marissa's favorite movie, going into the booths and listening to, you know, the songs. I'm going to go to, uh, oh, do we have Pat Shelley? Rusty, hang on a second. Cinderella with the classic Rusty. I'm Jim Morrison if you want a good stromboli. <laughs> Luigi's. Uh, is everybody in here? Luigi's. <laughs> the show's about to begin. <laughs> Rusty, you're on the air. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah get Zooks, guys. Get Zooks, buddy. All right. <laughs> Dave, uh, so lead track from a debut I, album. What do you want to add? Yeah, I can't believe this hasn't come up yet. Foreigner. Feels like a first time. It's a great song. It's a great song. You know what? Foreigner has always sort of floated in that mid range for me. There's some songs I love and some songs I just can't stand. Here's, I, here's what's been a happen. solid band. It's like going to a John Cougar concert. Yeah. And they start playing the songs and it's hit after hit right. after hit. And this song. And it's sing-along. And oh, I know the words to this. Right. Oh, the melody is great in that. It's they're that type of band. But John, like for me, one Thanks, of the Russell. greatest concerts I ever saw was John Cougar Mellencamp's. Uh, sh- it was a show at Jones Beach Theater. He did close to three hours every effing song was it was a hit and a song that i loved you know uh i need a lover that won't drive me crazy might have been the lead track from his first album that's a big that one that is Nick. a great and that is so that is no. like that's like a, no. a, a 12 minute song Suck it. i know <laughs> well i just looked it up as you guys were talking about it but it's a song i don't know called american dream and it was when he was johnny cougar before he was uh, john mellencamp yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah they uh he was still michael jackson at that time <laughs> I don't even know that album. Wait a second. It's a bunch of covers. Are we sure this is it? Yeah. That's his debut album? Chestnut Street Incident. Okay. Because uh, I guess it was the second album that uh, that had uh, I Need a Lover on it. Because there was that whole album is great, yeah. by the way. we got to wrap it up, guys. Sorry. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Is number, is, is Alyssa correct, um, Preston Ump, on this? No, that's the wrong. Uh, that's the second No, one. Nick had said the first Dave Matthews band song was what? Best of What's Around. Is the first song on the lead on Under the Table and Dreaming? Yeah, great song, great debut song on debut record. All right, well maybe we'll we'll throw something out on social media. You can chime in and you can add to the list. And you know what we should do another time is greatest album cover art too. Yes, uh, and it, see it, if was a thing with that yields. Uh, or we can. I have an idea. I'll get to okay. it. Later. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We'll get to the bizarre file, and uh, we still got some stuff to give away today. So uh, stay close. We'll be back in a moment. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, 
Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. The Bizarre File this morning brought to you by Royal Farms. Real fresh, real fast. Start each morning with a hot, fresh cup of Royal Farms coffee. It's made one cup at a time from the finest coffee beans in the world and freshly ground just seconds before serving. We're going to start in Thailand. Residents are hiding behind barricaded indoors as rival monkey gang fights. Oh. Create no-go zones for humans. Well, they're stealing a lot of monkeys. I know there's this movie on Netflix. It's called Monkey Heist. Monkey Heist. Mm -hmm. Uh, The ancient Thai city has been overrun by a growing population of monkeys, supercharged on junk food. Oh, my God. As locals try to placate the macaques with snacks. Our demands are simple. We want snacks. Uh, Lots of snacks. The monkeys use. I, in particular, would appreciate chow mix, as I like sweet and savory. <laughs> the monkeys usually enjoy a steady supply of bananas from tourists who have dwindled amid the pandemic. Pointing out to the overhead netting covering her terrace, a resident said, We live in a cage, but the monkeys live outside. Their excitement. That's so funny anymore, is it? She said, There's excitement everywhere. The smell is unbearable, especially when it rains. Uh, ex- excrement. Uh, the fearless primates' antics were largely tolerated as a major lure for the tourist hordes who descended on the city before the coronavirus outbreak uh, to feed and take pictures of selfies with the animals. So a government sterilization campaign is now being waged against the creatures after an epidemic provoked an unexpected change in their behavior. So they're sterilizing the monkeys? Yes, they're trying to do that. So, But listen, as, as foreign, foreign tourism which is Thailand's cash cow, seized yeah. up. So did the flow of free bananas tossed their way, prodding so, the macaques to turn to violence. That makes sense. Footage. If they could train these monkeys to roll coins, Preston, we could solve two problems. Uh, footage of hundreds of them brawling over food in the streets went viral on social media in March, and their growing numbers doubling in three years to 6,000 and made wow. uh, an uneasy coexistence with their human peers Jeez. almost intolerable. An abandoned uh, cinema is the macaque's headquarters. Steve, they have a headquarters. Oh, my God. Nearby, a shop owner displays a stuffed tiger and crocodile toys to try and scare off the monkeys. Tonight, we're showing Planet of the Apes as an instructional. <laughs> I hope you all attend. Uh, who regu- my name is Caesar. Who regularly snatch uh, spray paint cans from his store, by the so, way. I, I, I guess honest- they're huffing. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, wow. honestly. Preston, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it's true. We're right there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Officials have told people not to panic after a city less than 60 miles from Chernobyl was covered in a giant mushroom-shaped cloud. Why would you panic? Uh, Concerns were raised over the huge cloud. It was spotted in the capital, Kiev. Uh, Some locals speculate that Russian President Vladimir Putin may have been testing nuclear weapons, while others feared it could be a UFO. Dramatic images show the startling cloud and blue skies over Kiev. And the Ukrainian State Emergency Service later shared photos with the caption, Admit it, who got scared? According to the officials, there was no reason to panic, as the unusual cloud is a rare phenomenon known as an anvil cloud. So there was no reason for any worries. It's quite funny, yes. You see the video on the uh, Russia's funniest home videos. Uh, they added, we have had these types of clouds before above Kiev, Oblast, uh, Ternopil, and Oblast, and Venista. Uh, an anvil cloud, by the way, also called a cumul- cumulonimbus incus, is a cumulonimbus cloud which has a which has reached a stratos- 
atmospheric stability <laughs> and has formed the characteristic flat anvil top shape. I've seen them. Yeah, uh, me I've too. Seen, yeah, and they, they do look mushroom cloudish. And they don't move. They they typically do not move right. no matter how strong the wind is and later slowly disappear. It often signifies an oncoming thunderstorm, but it happened over there and kind of freaked them out a little bit. One day, Preston, <clears throat> we should... When everything's passed and you can do a little bit more traveling freely, we need to do our show from Pripyat. Let's go. (laughs) A man whose driver's license was suspended for the next 56 years is again charged with driving with a suspended license. Oh, my God. Police say they stopped uh, Robert Albro Jr. in February. His license expired in 1997, and he has eight suspension convictions. His driver's license is suspended until 2076. <sighs> and yet you hear th- these suspensions, the revocation of license, it doesn't matter for yeah. some people. Yep. So uh, last week he was waived a preliminary hearing on the latest charges. Police are investigating after an Amazon delivery driver was caught on camera throwing packages down into a sewer in Maryland. <laughs> Officers were called Sunday after a neighbor called 911 to say an Amazon driver was dropping packages into the sewer. When in his were, defense, they were addressed to Pennywise. Uh, when they arrived, they found the driver and the truck. And the driver, who was a temporary worker, told police he wanted to leave and started dumping the packages. Oh my God. Police interviewed him and no arrests were made. And in a statement Monday evening, Amazon said it was aware of the incident and the case is under investigation. Remember that story you had about the mailman who just kept the mail at home? Oh, yeah. There wouldn't... Just it bags happens. and bags of mail. <laughs> happens yeah. every now and then, yeah. yeah. A British man arrested in a Brussels airport with cocaine inside an artificial penis could face up to three years in prison for the offense. Uh, the man was busted trying to smuggle the drugs from Jamaica into Belgium. Uh, he allegedly told investigators that he intended to use the cocaine for personal use once he returned home. Prosecutors did not provide the man who uh, said he got the drugs, or they didn't prove that they did not prove the man who said he got the drugs visiting his home in the Caribbean country was a mule, but still asked for a 36 month sentence. Now, what I don't understand is whether it was, you know, a penis attached to his groin or not. Over. They, they, yeah, right. I, I want to know what the configuration was, what the apparatus looked like. Yeah, or if it was just a, you know, a sex toy. But, right. Uh, defense attorneys argued such a sentence is too severe since the man is in poor health. Well, they caught him freebasing his penis, and that was the tip-off. Uh, he's set to be sentenced uh, next Wednesday. <laughs> One last story. In Smithtown, New Jersey, they recently enlisted the help of a professional tree climber to rescue a cat that was stranded for three days on a high branch of a tall tree. The cat named Tiger went missing from his home in the uh, Nesconset uh, area yeah. last week and was spotted by a neighbor up in the tree more than 50 feet off the ground. When officials realized the cat wouldn't be able to come down on its own, they tried to use a bucket lift, and that didn't work. Uh, they weren't able to get high enough, so uh, the fire department couldn't even get up there using their ladders. But a man named Omar, who works as a tree climber for oh. impressive properties, ended up wearing a helmet and harness, climbed the tree, and brought Tiger back down to safety. I bet he got sliced to ribbons. Uh, the cat got a checkup from the animal control and then was reunited with his family. But that's 50 feet up in a tree, man, that's that's pretty tricky. And that is what we have in the Bizarre Fire. Nice. Let's take a break and come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us on this Thursday morning. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. 
What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Ariel Winter seen out on a date with a new boyfriend at the exact time her old boyfriend was moving his stuff out of her home. Things got exceptionally awkward, and Ariel bent her arm around the old boyfriend to give the new boyfriend a handy. Oh, oh, oh my this is bad. God. The Kardashians looking like villains for not sending one care package or a letter to 70-year-old Caitlyn Jenner as she competed on an Australian reality survival show. Family says they had no idea and thought the makeupless, sweaty Caitlyn was actually a cassowary. Hey! And finally, 88-year-old William Shatner. And his wife of 18 years, Elizabeth Shatner, they're calling it quits. Elizabeth Shatner observed that while Shatner's phaser might have been set on stun, his pud was set on limp. (laughs) (laughs) Marissa had noticed something yesterday, and uh, I guess she's the noticer today. Yes. Uh, But she had texted uh, out to us in in a group text. And we all started to kind of chime in with a few stories here and there, so I thought it might be worth exploring on the air. But, Marissa, describe what you saw. Yeah, I was going for a jog yesterday right around sunset, um, right before. And as I was approaching um, a woman and her dog, her puppy kept barking at something on the other side of this fence. And I thought it was near train tracks, so I thought maybe there was a train. I thought maybe there was a person or an animal or something. And as I got closer and kept looking to my right to see what was going on, the dog was freaking out at the sun. Really? Like the sun was cutting between two buildings and through the trees, and this woman could not get her dog away from this area, and he just kept barking and barking and barking, and it was at the sun. So it was something about the sun that was bothering this dog yes. and had to make a vocal note, which which then led to a, a back and forth uh, between some of us. Um, not standard odd behaviors of your pets, but your pet does something you're pretty sure no other pet does. Quirky. Got a, it's got a thing. Yeah. That that uh, that you don't know. You can't explain it. You don't know why. But for whatever, they react to something in mm. particular. Case. Yeah, I had a question about um, LED string lights because my dog won't go into my daughter's room. And she has these LED string lights. And, Steve, you're you're kind of like the pet person. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you had heard about. I don't know if there is a frequency that he doesn't like, you know, ear-wise. Or if there is just a if it's his eyes do not like the the glow of these lights, but he oh, that's will. Possible. Yeah, he will I, I, not go in that room. It just won't go into that room. Every won't other room, in. fine. What about Christmas lights or anything? Does that throw Christmas them off? lights are fine? Okay, Christmas lights are fine. And I didn't discover this until a, a few weeks ago, where um, my uh, daughter was, and so I had to leave for work, and I went to put the dog in that room, and he was like, "I'm not going in there." And, like, it like, ran away. So I actually had to wake my daughter up and put her in my bedroom because uh, she was the only other one home. And and so she, I was like, you have to go in there because I'm like, Reggie won't go in, in the room with you. Huh. I've not heard of that. One yeah. of my cats would not go near my mom's. It was one pair of sneakers. They were pink and black. Every time she would come over, if she would take them off and, like, they'd be sitting somewhere in the house, like, he would purposely walk around them and, like, his back would go up and his hair would go up if he mistakenly got close to it. <laughs> Is this the one that hated its own reflection yes. in the mirror? Yep. Okay. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was him. But it was it was one set of sneakers. They were pink and black and we could not figure out, like, the soles kind of had this, like, I don't know. It was, it was like a weird, bubbly um, soul and I, I don't know what Something the hell he weird. thought it was. But so there's a quirk I, or something that they see, or even sometimes it can be a scent that sends them into that 
that rage or that the tail goes up and it's it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm pretty now. I'm not a I'm not a pet psychologist, but I'm pretty sure your cat was mentally. There, was, yeah. there was something wrong with that little there guy. Was that video, <laughs> Kathy was on. For those who don't yeah. know, if you haven't been with the show for a long time, Kathy's had a video that was on America's Funniest Home Videos, and it was of they had this swivel mirror. Yeah, and when they would turn it around, and the cat would see its own reflection. I mean, not just skeeved out a little. The no. cat. Freak the f! I wonder if we still have that. out screaming. It was so bad that at, because we would hear things crash and knock over at night, so we actually had to cover. So I had to turn that mirror around, and then we had to cover other mirrors in our rooms with blankets and sheets because he would absolutely freak out if he saw his reflection. All right, let me go to Karen. This sounds like a, a, a unique, quirky thing. Hi, Karen. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Hi. Yeah, um, we have an SPCA special who we love dearly. Um, and she will bite the shovel when we are digging a hole in the ground. It's a little bit treacherous. Okay. It's a Likes little to bite crazy. the shovel. She will attack the shovel. Freaks out over the shovel. Get, s- over somehow the they shovel. get it in them. Any other any other uh, applying or, or uh, uh, gardening tool like that? Uh, she tries to bite the water coming out of the hose, too. <laughs> yes, okay. that's, that's fairly that's common. The dog yeah, playing. Yeah, 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 the dog playing. Yeah. But for some reason, this dog has it in his mind. Now, is it... When when she bites the shovel, is it is it with uh, you know aggression? With, yeah, it doesn't seem to be. She doesn't growl or anything, but it does make digging with the shovel a little bit challenging. I'll bet. They're, they're like like those shoes, Kathy. There's Thanks, something Karen. that just sets them off. I, I I had a cat, uh, Peanut, and Peanut was rescued from a, uh, a hoarder, a cat hoarder. And this person had like 80, 90 cats in the house, and uh, Peanut had sort of chewed her way, gotten into the the drywall was to protect herself from the other cats, which were attacking each other. So she really was inside all of her life. And for a, a brief minute, we took her out on the deck one time of our house. And, you know, we were watching her. And uh, it was a windy day. And the wind scared the F out of this cat. And she was like, she hunched down like, what? You could just see like, what is that? And was just terrified. So we immediately had to get her inside. We have uh, we have the America's Funny Home Videos yeah. audio uh, from Kathy yes. and her cat. Okay. And the cat's name was? Uh, well, this was Black Cat. This is Black Cat. Yeah. Okay, here Call we go. Call him Buddy. <laughs> this is our sweet loving cat before he finds himself in the mirror. Hi, bud. How much bad luck would it be if a black cat breaks a mirror? Turning the mirror around. Last turn. That's me. That's and we used to have the isolated audio. Yes, of that, didn't I we? had it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that would happen all of the time in the middle of the night. It was scary. My dogs. This is the only quirky thing I could think of. Uh, my dogs are. They don't like having their pictures taken. What? Yeah. What do you mean? It's bizarre. I will, they'll be sitting there and, <laughs> and I want to get I want to get a, a photo of them loving on me or whatever you know, like, yeah. licking my face and whatnot. And, and, it's, and I have my phone out and camera all the time. So it's not like they're afraid of it. But the second that I hold it up, they're like, no, 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 no. No, I don't look good. They put the paw up in front of their... No, they, <laughs> don't, do, they don't do the paw thing. Like, nope, I'm out of here. Because I'm like, you guys are so adorable. Let me get a picture. Right. No, nothing. nothing. And I will even... Sometimes I will hold it up and not take a picture. And it doesn't bother it, them. But the moment they, that I'm when about they, ready to take a photo, they're like, nope, not having it. So no they're pictures. able to delineate between a photo, like a pretend, and then uh, 
I wonder seems... if you were to head up a, a hold up a camera that was not a real camera. It's and... what it seems like to me. Yeah, that, that I don't know. Marissa, <laughs> hang on a second. I'm sorry. Preston, my friend's dog does the same thing. He's an adorable pit rescue, and he's great. But as soon as you, he like knows, it's in your eyes when you're yeah. about to take a photo. So if you turn on the video and take a video real quick and catch it, then you can freeze frame the video and have right. a picture of that. I was saw on Shark Tank. This guy has an invention that basically baits the dogs into selfies. So it's a it's a little apparatus that you put on your camera, and you can either whatever your dog likes. If it's a ball, it'll put a ball up there. But if it's a treat, you can put the treat there, and so that will fixate the dog's face oh, onto the actual. That's, that's a good that's idea. A good idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's excellent. I as a kid, and and this is when you know before you knew everything about anything with the internet and, and other. Pet owners and so on, but, and Steve, you know this, yeah. uh, and we used to think it was hilarious, but uh, cats will chatter. Yes, they will. I We found that, we thought it was just our yeah, cat that did that. Yeah, we yeah. found that hilarious. Why did I do that? Something, I don't know, It's sometimes they see imaginary things on the wall. They'll just sit there and go. Or like if they're looking out the window at a bird. Yeah, that too. For us, it's It never gets old. Yeah, it's hilarious. I still find it hilarious. It's a bug. If Mabel sees a bug anywhere in the house, She'll do the cat chattering. It's, <laughs> it's so it's hilarious. And so now I look for bugs just so I can hear the chat. Right, right, right. All right, let me go to what? what's your, you're sure there's something wrong with your animal or unique to your animal who does this weird thing for whatever reason. I'm going to go to Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, Teresa? So I actually have two cats. One is only a little weird. Ginny is scared of the rain, but Myrtle is she'll stalk me into the bathroom and sit and wait for me to flush the toilet so she can watch. She loves to watch you take a dump. She likes to watch it flush down after. Oh, my God. Wow. I crazy. mean, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> the weirdest cat I've ever met in my entire life. I love her, but I, ugh. Yeah, no, cats, are, by the way, cats are, and there's been, there have been studies on this. When I go to the, uh, when I wake up and go in to get prepared in the morning, I have two cats that follow me. They actually three. Punky will come in. Got us. Got to put the sink on for her. She'll jump up and drink out of the sink. Yeah. And both um, uh, Hubert and Lily will come in. They've got to just come into the bathroom with me. And it's something <laughs> yeah. that it, it, it's that's with, the way our dog Rook is. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's the, and, and Haley doesn't. But yeah. He wants to be wants in there to with be in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, you guys all know Bill Beck. He's a friend yes. of ours. Uh, he follows I, you in the bathroom. He does. Yeah. It's weird. I'm like, come on, man. Oh, not yeah. this time. I just you know, oh, yeah. especially <laughs> when I'm wiping, it's vulnerable time. It's a bad yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he has a dog. And I don't know, and Bill, if you're listening, send me the video. The dog only would walk up the stairs backwards. I'd love to see that. It's, wow. It's wild. Like, and okay. so he showed me a video of it. The dog did not like walking up the stairs. They get, they uh, get, some of them get scared mm-hmm. and some of them don't know how to, how to uh, negotiate the stairs. Yeah, um, sometimes you just kind of have to really force the issue and they go down once and they're like, oh, there's nothing to it. Okay. Let me go to Anthony. Something like that. Anthony, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, so, yeah, basically kind of like that. When I let my, he's a pit rescue, he's a male. When he comes back in the house, he won't cross the threshold and walk through the kitchen forwards. He has to turn around and walk the whole thing backwards. Like he's going down a ladder, right? <laughs> I've that, never I've never seen a dog purposely walk backwards. I mean, like, if you're, if you're, if something gets in their way, right. I see them back away, but I never see them actively. I'm just going to back up here. I'm going to moonwalk yeah, yeah. into the house. It, it, would ha- it would have to have that look. We tried to clear it out, Lord him with treats, but he won't do it. He has to turn around and do this weird backwards thing all the way through the kitchen. That's funny. 
That's they, hilarious. There has to be some level of OCD with some Yes, animals. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for, for whatever reason, they can't explain it, but they have a compulsion to do something a certain way. Well, Yorkies, they say, are OCD. Um, I haven't really noticed but, that or, or obsessive. Obsessive. Okay, maybe. God, they bark like crazy. <laughs> well, also with that. things that they get attached to, with chew toys or socks or shoes or... Uh, they're they're very uh, possession oriented. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Now that I see. Uh, okay. How about this? I'm going to go to Frank. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Bonjour, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Bonjour to you too. Bonjour, bitch. What's up, Frank? <laughs> uh, so I had a sheepdog, big old sheepdog, and what she would do is she would take all the kibble in her mouth. It's a big dog, so a lot of kibble, and then would run full speed into the living room, twist her head, and open her mouth. So, like, a shotgun blast of kibble would go all over the room. So she would throw it on purpose. Yeah. Okay. And then it would go underneath the couch, and she would bark like crazy at the couch, like, my, I can't get my food. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 one of those bizarre behaviors. One of the things they'll do, cats do it a lot, is, uh, so if you give... We were all, uh, you know, hardwood floors in the house. But you put you put the bowl of food down on the hardwood floor, and uh, when the the cats come over, and then at least we have nine, six or seven of them after the meal will go, will will try to cover the food with the floor, yeah, right? Because right. it's it's their instinct, what is right? That? Well, they're, they're burying the food, right. they're hiding the oh. food. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what my sister's dog does. Uh, I think it's a she. She will uh, take like a like a treat, yeah, like a little biscuit, and will hide it and, and basically bury it in couch cushions. Like most dogs, oh. were like, yeah, I'm going to eat this right now. No, Thank no. you. Chelsea yeah. does the same thing in in our in our cat. So she's our dog. Yeah, in the couch. Are a whole bunch of dental treats that she go, and then we'll, we'll just be sitting there. We haven't gone and gotten her one, and I'll just look over, and it'll be sticking out of her mouth like a cigar. Yeah. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, so, no, I was just yeah. I saved this. Yeah, yeah. Put it away for a little. Bit. I will go to Mike next. Hey, Mike. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, quirky attribute of your pet? She uh, is deathly afraid of my kitchen floor. Deathly afraid of your kitchen floor? Yeah. The the whole floor? I I don't know. We when we got the house, she wouldn't go in the middle of the kitchen. She would avoid it. Go under the table, cry, whimper, and we redid the kitchen floor. If she still does the same thing, she'll come in and then directly go underneath the table and around. We would put food and treats in there, and she avoids it like the plague. Now, have you looked underneath the house to see if there is a well or pit that goes to hell? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, that might no. be it. She's going in the basement, right under that same spot. No problem. Is she, is she is she afraid of more open spaces in the house? No. Huh? It's just yeah. It's, one it, of those things, the, the living dead. Yeah. There's some sort of curse or something. Yeah. Wow. It, it makes you wonder. Of course, the old thing was, and then there's the the movie the uh, the uninvited. Where the pet wouldn't go upstairs, or they're mm-hmm. like in the conjuring, as they say. Yeah. Uh, the the you know they they can sense this stuff, but that yeah. Sometimes, how many times I'll, I'll be in bed and I'll have one or two or three of the cats, and all their heads will just look out, look down the hallway, mm-hmm. and, and I'm the only one in the house or something. I'm like, oh, what's, no. down what's down there? I say, or or like if I'm on the treadmill with my headphones on, and then one of my cats has to sit there and watch me, and then just turns around and looks at the stairs. I'm like. God damn it. Now I have to see what's up at the top of the stairs. <laughs> I'm going to go to Dan. Hi, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good, buddy. What's your story? So as growing up as a kid, my parents had a golden retriever, and her dog's name was Harley, and the dog was nuts. 
So my dad had a Harley, and when the dog, uh, when the bike started up, if the dog was inside, she would bark and go in circles, basically chasing her tail. And if the dog got out of the house, she would put her mouth around the tailpipe as the bike was running. Oh, what? my God! <laughs> that would dude, burn her mouth! Yeah, absolutely, it did. And if you, you had to, like, you know, pull the dog away from the bike. But I wound up later on and found out the dog was, like, epileptic. So the dog literally was... It was nuts, but wow! Yeah, wow. Okay, yeah. interesting. We had a cat. Yeah, no, we, we had a cat named Linda who uh, <laughs> we believe bit a lamp cord. And I remember, I, t- I think I told the story on the air before. We're, we're, we was we were sitting in the kitchen. We had a huge, two huge sort of hunting dogs, and they had a big bowl of water. We used like a basin that you use to clean clothing in, to, you know. And so that was their water bowl, and we're just sitting there, and Linda goes over, jumps up on the edge, and is teetering on all four legs, and pisses in their water. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, okay. All right, this one sounds weird. Uh, I will go to Heather. Uh, hi, Heather. Good morning. Good morning, fellas hey. and ladies. What's up, Heather? My best friend's dog, whenever there is a scene from, like, a movie, a TV show, of a car on the inside, the interior, with the windshield wipers going, mm-hmm. you know, windshield wipers, she goes insane. She goes crazy. She barks at the TV. They can't even take her out in their car because if by any chance it's raining, forget it. She goes nuts. Windshield so, wipers. So even on yes. TV. Yes. They watch, um, uh, what was that show? The Whatever police show from the inside, they're chasing, not cops, the one that just got canceled. Right. Anyway. So they like that a lot, and I don't know if it's... Oh, like l- live PD? Live PD. Yeah. Yeah, so whenever they watch that and there's a scene from inside of the car with windshield wipers going, wow. that's it. That's why, so a lot of animals will react to stuff on, on TV and, and doorbells, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and there, do you, do your pets Thanks. recognize the sound of your car? Uh, I don't know. So I live, you know, I'm, 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 my area has a, f- a fair amount of traffic with cars coming and going. There's down both, I'm on a corner, so there's cars going by and, and, and slowing down. But when my car and my, or Claire's car, my wife, stops outside the house, they are all at the door. I mean, or Chelsea comes around. She can know, she knows specifically the sound of our cars. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah, mine. This is this is standard, you know, yeah. dog behavior. But if any uh, any living creature gets within <laughs> oh. one hundred yards of the house, <laughs> that is an affront to their yes. Territory. Yes, I call and my dog yeah. freaking berserk. The mayor, I, oh, the mayor, Jesus has to make sure Christ. that you have that uh-huh. you've been given clearance to walk down our sidewalk. Mm-hmm. Steve, my two cats hear the garage open when I come home. Okay, so they, I mean, no matter where they are in the house, even if they're upstairs, <laughs> they'll hear it. They come tearing down the stairs, and then they'll sit at the door for me. Yeah, let me go to Terry. These are very specific things that we're coming into here. Hey, Terry, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? All right. We had a dog many years ago that used to enjoy watching Teletubbies. What? <laughs> Your dog loved watching Teletubbies. Now, now he, my wife loved watching him watch Teletubbies, <laughs> but, but, but I laughed at him. So if he was watching uh-huh. and I came in the room, he would look away. He got embarrassed because <laughs> you were laughing at him. Like, like, like he didn't know it was on. Oh but God. while he was watching it, there was one character that would make this sound, uh-oh. Yeah. And 
when, whenever he heard that, he would go, whoa, whoa. Oh, oh, my God. Did you ever get video of it? Sadly, no. I don't think we ever did. Oh, man. All right. Thanks, Yeah, that would have been great. But... That's funny, man. That is funny. I, I, I wish I did, but I'm glad I don't uh, have a dog that howls. Because I find that hilarious. It is hilarious. <laughs> Our hunting yeah. dogs used to do that. So yeah. we had, uh, you know, uh, there would they uh, they would blow the uh, siren, the fire department at noon every day. Oh, yeah, no. and, and they would go. It's so yeah, funny until it's your dog. Until yeah. it's your dog. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, my dog no. did it. And, no, and, no, it's and, not. Yeah, and no, in fact, not. you can make him howl if you just howled to him. Oh, and no. it was, oh, I loved it. Whenever my friends came over, they're like, "Dude, make your dog howl." I'm like, "All right." Oh, and then he would be like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing right now. He was talking about listening or watching Teletubbies. There are a number of shows that listen to that. And there, there was that that album. We have the uh, the song Squeaky Deaky. Do you remember yeah. that? Squeaky Deaky. It was made for pets. Made for pets. Yep. Uh, Squeaky Deaky. Here's a text that says, my Jack Russell Terrier would duck every time we went under an overpass on the highway. <laughs> this is not the only text coming in that said this. Look at this one that just right uh, just right now, Preston. My dog ducks for bridges when we drive under the uh under, under them, them in a car. Yeah, huh. I've never heard of that before. Okay. Wow. Uh hang on a second. Let me go to Yeah, I like this one. Uh it's Scott. Hey Scott, good morning. Good morning, Gagzooks. Gagzooks, what's up, buddy? Now, I have a cat named Margaret. She's like She's the sweetest cat in the world. If you're sitting in the room, same exact room where she is, and if you sneeze, she'll actually say, bless you. Not the words, bless you, but she'll go, meow, meow. <laughs> Every time? Every time. Doesn't matter who it is. It could be anybody. That's hilarious. I can That's en- great. So I can engage in a full conversation with my cat, Mia, where... She'll she'll come in and say and I'll 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 talk to her and she will respond. She responds. She'll wait for me to stop and it can go Kathy it can go on for like six, seven minutes going back and forth where she's she'll look up and, and uh, it's just this weird thing and she looks she and a, a couple of my other cats, Hubert specifically as well, looks right into your eyes as they're talking to you. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um my kids will fake cry because when they do, Reggie comes over and consoles them. Aww. Aww. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. All right. So I got to send you this video. Uh, this is a video of Bill's dog who's walking up the steps backwards. Can wow. We, yeah. Sure enough. Let me see. Yeah. Can we post the case? Is uh, Bill okay with that? Uh, I don't. So it's. There's I, some porn in it. There's okay. some porn yeah. in it. No. Yeah. So um, it's on Facebook. How do I get this off of Facebook? I think you, you have to give it to Marissa. All right. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me go to uh, Lisa. Hello there, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So you got, you have a dog that does a weird thing. Yes, I have a 13-year-old Border Collie mix, and I recently bought a little device called a tub shroom, as seen on Shark Tank, maybe, Casey knows it. (laughs) And he noticed it out of the blue and is obsessed with getting it out of the tub. I have to keep the bathroom door closed or he'll climb in there and try to pull it out of the tub. Uh, So so this is basically like a drain stop? It, it is, and it's kind of rounded on the top. It's made of silicone. Right. And he's obsessed with tennis balls usually, so I figured he mistake, was mistaking it for a tennis ball. But no, he just decides that's a dog toy too, and it just happens. There, to live in the there you go. My yep. dog, my dog. Uh, well, Chelsea will do the thing with with the tennis balls or the Kongs, or whatever. Anything that has fur on it, she strips the fur off of the tennis balls, mm-hmm. and that's her thing. Won't chew the tennis ball, but has to rip the fur off of it. Uh, let me. Yeah, I like this one. Uh, this is Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Morning, Preston. Uh, thanks for bothering me at work. <laughs> <laughs> it is my distinct pleasure. What's up, man? 
my son-in-law, Joe, has a little Westies named Ziggy, and every time that the J.G. Wentworth commercial comes on, yes. he s- starts to say, sing along with it. The one that's uh, where they do the opera, right? Yeah, the And the dog sings along. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll sit there. He starts listening to it. He tilts his head. And then towards the end of the song, he leans his head back and starts howling like he's singing along with it. That's hilarious. It's like that wouldn't even... That wouldn't, yeah, why you did wouldn't think that would Wentworth. trigger yeah. a dog to it, howl. And it's it's just that song. Nothing, no other commercials, no other songs, just that song. I love it. Yeah, I they, love it. They, they, as Kathy nice. says, you know, it's a dog version or a cat version of OCD where they just get fixated on something. And yeah, eventually those behaviors can change, but they'll they'll go the distance for uh, for many. All right, let's go to uh, John next. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Great, man. Uh, tell us your story about this dog. Cool. We, uh, I went to college in Millersville, and we had a, uh, uh, we had a frat house, and we had a, a big, a very purebred um, bulldog. Uh, his name was Winston. Anyway, invariably, as so many young men do, they would uh, very typically pop a porn in. Uh, we also had an air mattress in the living room in the TV room. Uh, that would, you know, guys would crash on the air mattress like it's no big deal. But whenever a porn came on, Winston would, uh, would stare at it. And then go over and sexually assault the air mattress. He got oh turned on. Oh my god! Oh, you're going to be, <laughs> going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. he, would, he would chill his head like he actually understood the, the dialogue. <laughs> wow! I don't even understand the dialogue in a porn movie. Oh my god! That's pretty. That's pretty funny. He go. He go. A uh, sexually assault the air mattress. You, you guys had to have loved that, John. Unbelievable. We got it, we never got him fixed, obviously. So he's very aggressive that way. So. That's funny. All do right, you thanks. do you uh, do you guys have uh, do, do your pets uh, uh, sexually violate anything? In no, the house? None, no, neither no. of my dogs hump. Uh, yeah, so that's good. Chelsea does not either. Uh, but my neighbor's dog, Charlie uh, Anita, if you're listening, <laughs> I we were there to over their house to watch the Super Bowl yeah. one year. I forgot which one it was. I watched the dog bang a <laughs> pillow the entire time. <laughs> And, I mean, would not stop. It was cracking me up, and it never got old. Wow. It just, I just died laughing. Steve, in The Boys, the latest yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, he's sitting there with his, one of the characters has this big stuffed a pig, and she's like, oh, that's, I forgot the that's name of the That's the F-Pig. Yeah, that's Bruiser's F-Pig. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. My dogs hump each other, but we don't, we don't allow that. No, so no. They, yeah. They're, Stop that, you They're related. Do. The lipstick never comes out of the case, so to speak. But yeah. well, there's, a lot uh, of, there's a lot of stop, uh, uh, step, uh, stepbrother, stepsister porn out there these days. <laughs> oh, weird stuff God. going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then my dog buried his face in the Preston's butthole the other day. Oh, my God. <laughs> we went to visit Casey to the shore. Oh, yeah. And uh, it wasn't Fozzie. It was uh, Reggie. It was Reggie. So I'm standing. Reggie's a large dog, and I'm talking to Casey, and and I go, and Casey doesn't, she can't see it because the dog's behind me, and I'm facing Casey, and I'm like, apparently my ass is pretty tasty right now. I mean, I'm like, he's up in there. Wow. He wasn't just sniffing my ass. His nose was, I was going to rip job. I was going to rip job the dog. What? And Casey's turned a beat red laughing his ass off, which I would have been as well. It was hilarious. Man. I thought it was funny. Too. So who told what him that, Case? 
I, listen, uh, me. <laughs> what do you do, though? Because, like, that happens all the time. Like, dogs will come over and, I mean. Assault they, your ass? They go right for the vagina. They, I mean, they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let them ride it out. But, I mean, like, it, but it, this, seriously, it's a dog. Like, am I, I don't know. Do you groom down there with peanut butter by any chance? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was pretty special. All right. Well, listen. Uh, oh, wait. What does this text say? It says I just I, I've never heard of this before. I don't want to. I didn't want to text because I thought you wouldn't. You would think I was crazy. But uh, my cat Bruce Banner says, "God bless you." Every time I and my husband sneeze, every time. So just like the call. Yeah, uh, yeah. So meow, meow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, all right. God bless you. Listen, uh, there's a lot of quirky things that uh, that pets will do, and That's it funny. certainly makes them uh, awesomely individual. So uh, we appreciate uh, sharing the, the stories. Uh, we need to take a break and come back in just a moment because uh, some more stories of the bizarre await you when we get back. Stay put. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks.